Hey, yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast, uh, presented by DJ City. Big shout to DJ City. Um, yeah. One of your hosts, DJ Crooked. I've got DJ Never here. Yo, what up? We've got DJ D Miles. What's good, what's and good? And we got Jamie the Great. Yeah. And we got two special guests here. We got my man DJ Exile. D Milo. The Jedi. Is that is that part yes, of your name? Yes, yes, sir. DJ Exile, the Jedi. The Jedi. 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 <laughs> and then we have uh, Jason Maven from Jason Maven Entertainment, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Thank welcome, you. Welcome, welcome. Thank now, you. I got you guys on the show because you guys, I, I think you guys have a heavy local following here in Las Vegas. And it's a heavy Latin local following. And you guys are really pushing... Uh, what you guys are calling la cultura, right? The culture, yes, yeah, sir. the culture. Mm-hmm. So you guys are pushing yeah, it. You, you said that good, good, man. Yeah, that's right. Yo, that's that's pretty good. good he's, man. He, like he, he's, he's, he's Latino. How you la cultura? El chino, he knows. La cultura. Hey, I was impressed. But you guys, you guys are definitely leading the forefront of this this kind of Latin movement in Las Vegas, and I thought it was really important that we talk about it and we acknowledge all the hard work and all the things that you guys are doing. Because uh, it's very rare for me to go to parties uh, and really see something that that feels authentic, that sounds authentic, and that you know to me is very like culturally rich. And you know, and it's, it's and, and it's, it's mixed crowd. I remember and, seeing and, your face that first day you came through. Yeah, yeah. Martini, bro. Oh my god! So man, like, you uh, look like a kid in the candy. You know, like we <laughs> we always talk about DJ MoMA with everyday people yeah, party, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And to me, that's at the pinnacle to me of like what I think, like uh, what I think like a, a good music party is. Yeah, but is I never thought it would be possible in Vegas to have a kind of good music party. And in the twelve years that I've been here, have I been here twelve years? A little more yeah, than probably a little bit longer. longer. Yeah, in the fourteen years that I've been here in Vegas, I don't think I've ever really witnessed that. Maybe the closest thing I've witnessed to that was maybe Dre's on the Sundays. Yeah. But when I went to you, your guys' party maybe a month or so ago, it was a Thursday at Blue Martini. Yes. You guys had one main room that was uh, all Latin. Is there? And it's a huge room. I, I don't know what the capacity is. It looks like 1,500 or something. Uh, I mean, together, if it's if it's about 12. 1,200, yeah. yeah. So I would say it's like 12, 1,500. And then you have the outdoor patio, which is all hip-hop. Yeah. And yeah. it's like a really... It's like a West Coast patio vibe. Yeah, West Coast like hip hop vibe. It's very like, uh, and it's very. It's. I mean, I don't want to call it ratchet, but it's it's very ratchet. It, it's playing all the hood anthems. Very it's urban. very very hip hop. Yeah. 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 I know. I love it. I lo- you gotta have ratchet. I see like the yeah. strippers there, like the, the strippers on their off nights, <laughs> yeah. or before oh. they going, you know, before oh. they going uh, to work the the they, night shift. They pregame. They're, 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 yeah, no, no. I see them, man. <laughs> and you and you gotta see like some type of, you know, it's it's really, and it's really like just mixed. You've got Asians, uh, yeah. predominantly Latins of all of all types, and then you got black and you got some white there, and it's really like a really dope hip hop. Latin party, mm-hmm. yeah. and I've never witnessed anything like that in Vegas. And I, I just want to give you all a shout, and I, I wanted you to get on the show so everyone can like really know more about it and know that when they come to Vegas, they can come check for y'all parties. Yeah. You know Thank what I'm you. saying? Because yeah. I think it's important that they show up to that shit. Yeah. And I love Latin music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love reggaeton. I love all of that. Yeah. So I definitely wanted to give you guys a platform and talk about yes, it. Sir. And I think it's very rare you guys actually. I know I'm doing a lot of talking, but I want to set this up because I don't know if anyone know really knows about what's going on yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. But 
I want to talk about this movement that you're pushing because I've never had, I've never seen a successful Latin night on the strip, on the Vegas strip of, of mm-hmm. Las Vegas. Yeah. And you guys have been able to do multiple of multiple nights at multiple venues. Yeah. And you guys, you know, there's the mega club chaos that everyone's talking about that has like Marshmallow, they have uh, Cardi B, they've got um, Osuna. Oh, well, they have Justin Bieber, but they're also pushing Latin artists like yeah. Ozuna. They got uh, Balvin, J Balvin, J Balvin, Bad Bunny. Oh yeah, hey and they and they got you guys kind of leading that or being the head of promotions for that and marketing for that, right? Yeah. So that's a big fucking deal. Yeah, and they wouldn't to Henry. Yeah, yeah, yo, Henry Martinez. Man. So <laughs> I know you Martinez. That's like a what is that like a six thousand capacity, eight thousand, eight thousand, eight thousand capacity it's venue. Crazy. So for me, for you guys to be doing that, and you guys were doing Sundays at Omnia, and you guys are doing Marquee now. Yeah, I mean, Saturdays. you know, pushing mm-hmm. a Latin night, something that ethnic on the Las Vegas Strip yeah. is unheard of. Mm-hmm. In my fourteen years of being here. I've never fucking seen it ever. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's uh, I think it's something that we gotta talk about, and yeah. I think it's something to acknowledge and and really uh, I want people to know about it and know about what you guys are doing and you know mm-hmm. where y'all came from and everything like that. Yeah. But I just want to give a backstory just because thank you. <clears throat> you know, like uh, I want people to know exactly what's going on locally here in Vegas. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, but you guys are originally from LA. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I've I've been out here 21 years. 21 years. Yeah, bro, 21 years. So I'm from L.A. I'm I'm back and forth from there. But, I mean, I was, my nightlife roots start here in Vegas, you know. Uh, Same thing with Exile. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's been out here for a minute, too. But But you guys are basically like, you know, and we don't see this very often. It's it's some old shit from New York, kind of. Mm -hmm. It's the promoter. DJ thing, <coughs> yeah, which is like yeah. kind of the best formula for anything because you got yeah, the yeah. one guy who's really bringing the people. They're being the hosts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're bringing the right people. They're spreading the word out. You know, they're greeting. They're doing all of that shit. And then you got the DJ who's literally laying down the sound, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the sound palette, the ca- you know, for the, the whole, you know, yeah. everything yeah. for the whole yeah. night. And yeah. it's it's this great marriage, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I haven't seen that in maybe over 10 years mm-hmm. and the fact that you guys have this formula now you know I, I don't i don't think it's a question why you guys are doing so well because you know you guys are staying faithful to each other you guys it, being loyal to each other it's you know yeah yeah it's, it's definitely team. you know there's there's a good and bad thing about that because i mean although like you said i mean it's it's amazing for me to be able to push my own guys but unfortunately there are venues out there that won't do one without the other they won't give my guys a gig unless they get a guarantee from me right. that I'm going to push them because they feel that, you know, it works together. So only, how do you, you do that? You as a promoter, you being the, I'm assuming you're the, you're speaking for the, for the brand of the parties, right? Yeah. So they're like, we don't want to use your DJs. We want to use our DJs. Are you just being like, well, we can't do it then? Well, I mean, I've booked them at gigs without me being involved, but it seems like that's what people are more in demand of now. Yeah. Of in terms of us, it's like, oh, we want a Latin DJ. They're so unfamiliar with the genre, and I am. So they're like, well, we want to do it with them, but only if you're involved. And it sucks that some gigs have fell through because, um, because I'm not available. You know, just like you named in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know how many things were involved, and I can't be everywhere at the same time. So, I mean, it's it's a beautiful thing for me to be involved, so hands on with what my guys are playing and creating an event together but i mean it has been a challenge especially here in vegas 
when um it's a popularity contest out here you know they want to book the djs that um they feel bring the most crowds so if they feel like they can get the most crowd only if i'm involved it, you know they're gonna lose out you know half the time and it sucks you know but i mean so I, like I uh what were some of the Latin nights that that were here out here in Vegas in the beginning? It was like the Rio, right? The Rio had like yeah. a Latin night. Club, yeah. I remember Club, Club Rio. Mm-hmm. I was too young back then, but I yeah, heard the yeah. radio advertisements. Uh, you know, Club Rio. I remember Lava was like the first one on the strip. Yeah, yeah Lava, Lava was like I was yeah. even twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Lava, Lava yeah. had one. Yeah, Lava had one. Um, they teamed up with Univision. Oh, on on uh, yep, I do on yeah. Thursdays. Yeah, Univision, yeah. the TV, yeah. the TV channel. No, yeah. Univision's also they're involved with the radio. Uh, oh, okay, radio okay, stuff. okay. Yeah, yeah. I just know the I know yeah, the yeah, right, right, show, right. You know? Oh yeah. Well, you gotta think about a little bit of the history of um when reggaeton or when Latin music first got hot in the United States, which is oh five, oh six with yeah. Daddy Yankee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, you see, in New York, it was like early two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. crazy. It didn't hit out here. Yeah, see, see, like yeah. I was in New York, yeah. and I was just like kind of starting to do clubs. Yeah, yeah. and I started doing like Dominican nights in Washington Heights. Washington Heights. Oh shit! So then I would be going there playing, and Dago was the shit. You just yeah. play nothing yeah. but Dago yeah. and. Uh, uh, Tego Calderon, by the way, and yeah, then yeah. and I just had to play all of that shit. Ivy Queen, Delay, Dale, all that shit, yeah. you know. Damn. Yeah, and then <laughs> you know, I, I was uh, even talking. With, yeah. I was even talking with uh, Jason. Uh, a lot of motherfuckers don't even know that Tra record. Tra, yeah, yeah. He remix it, and I'm like, people don't know about that man. But then it was a lot of bachata. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it was more like because you got more Dominicans. Yeah, a demographic. You got more Dominicans and Puerto Ricans in New York. Yeah, you got Cubans in Miami, and you got Mexicans and Central Americans in the West Coast. So. There is a little bit of difference between well, Latin music from East Coast and West. Not course, it's the yeah. same thing, but like um, the problem is also like I'll, I'll be playing old records like Lo Que Paso, Delay, all that stuff. Yeah, it works out sure. here, but you play shit in New York now, like bro, what are you playing? Yeah. This is kind of old, so there is a big difference. Like New Yorkers in the Miami will get it right away because they're next to the island, so yeah. they get the new music right away. Which is and then it's also like their music, like not that. Mexicans don't really have anyone in the reggaeton or like yeah. that, that genre. There's so it's their music. Right? Like, ours is more like yeah. regional, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So there is a difference, you know? Like, well, like, well, New York, right, in the beginning, yeah. I remember the early 2000s, past 2005. Yeah. Uh, when reggaeton started really popping. Yeah. What was like some of the bigger records was like Rompe, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Oyo Mikanto, and yeah. uh, all of that. Oh, yeah. Oyo Mikanto, people in the West Coast, Rakata, yeah. Rakata yeah. all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think Oyo Mikanto was was the song that that really set the tone um, out here on the West Coast. Because yeah. I mean, people were familiar with Noriega, so that was the first time that people yeah. felt that. Yeah, and the, then you had like Nina Sky on, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was but, like so many remixes but no nah, but, but when I was in <laughs> Miami they didn't want to hear that shit because it was old, old right? it was seen as ratchet oh. it was seen as ghetto for oh, real? oh man yeah. oh. I know. So, man, so when I was like, in Miami like in the in the 2000s yeah, yeah. they were like yo you know, we don't want to hear that and some of like the you know the well off clubs like the high end clubs yeah. like the well off the, the Latins were just kind of like nah that's like that's almost Off like the boat stuff. I heard it's like ghetto time. shit. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. don't want to hear that ghetto shit. Yeah, and they yeah. wouldn't want to hear that shit. So there was a while in, in Miami mm-hmm. where 
you couldn't really play reggaeton where yeah. it wasn't like it was weird well, but then vegas was embracing it more than yeah. Yeah. miami which yeah yeah was fucking weird oh definitely yeah it was yeah. really like yeah it was ratchet like oh that's kind of it like, almost yeah. seems impossible though because miami has such a huge latin culture yeah but there's people there's yeah. like kind of like cubans there's some cubans there or there's yeah. some like there's some locals in miami yeah that a lot of people say that and i could i don't want to speak for them because i'm it's another world for me yeah, yeah. but yeah. this is what they've told me is that a lot of them put themselves on a status of like rich white people yeah so a lot of them like vote for trump a lot of them are republicans do you understand what i'm saying like they don't and then they kind of look at you know like reggaeton like it was like kind of like oh that's like like the Ratchet, like yeah. like yeah. poor minority music yeah, or whatever, minority you know? dude, it's yeah. dude once again i i don't speak i'm not yeah. i'm I, this is like but, kind of like you know <laughs> yeah. i don't know all the information <laughs> I mean, but no shit even even at night because when we started these latin nights i've gotten quote unquote do latinos spend money <laughs> straight up I'm well, like, yeah. yeah of course i'm like yeah well you know they, it's kind of like what you what are you trying to say with that like well, what, 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 like when did you guys start this shit so like when when oh, let's what, go back let's bring it back we gotta take the time machine back. how much time we got yeah. i yeah. mean <laughs> bro i mean when did you guys meet you know what i mean um so the first go back party scene baby let's go okay so there was this this Huge and I'm, I, Jamie, you from LA? Yes, yes. Um, you like know I this. said, you know there's a party scene. There oh was, yeah, you know there's the a party, party scene groups. in LA. It was it was big out here, you know, because obviously people migrated to Vegas yeah. uh, from LA. Mm-hmm. So there was this big party scene where essentially it was like little cliques where you know essentially you'd get together, throw a party, mostly house parties. Mm-hmm. Like they were rarely done legitimate, like at legitimate places. They were yeah. just you know do flyers, throw it at a house, and you'd build your reputation. And, um, those flyers were pretty cool, though. They made those flyers. Yeah, we made some pretty cool ones. I mean, they were <laughs> all pretty. Yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were all pretty generic. Yeah. Um, they all said the same thing. Oh, five dollars if you wear your badge, like we were yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. earlier. Um, girls, this much. Got, you know, does it have a keg? But ultimately, how we met was, uh, you know, he was part of a party crew. Um, That's a new era. <laughs> yeah. new I was era. part of a party crew. It was crew. cheesy uh, group it, names, by the way. We said badges. It, it, yeah, badges. Was, so this it, is in LA? The yeah, they were wearing badges, like, no, badges it, with their like, crew like, names. What year is this? What year is this? 05, 05 06, yeah. 04. That's when Daddy Yankee was high. We yeah. and then all of them were just... So the clubs were like, you guys didn't have your own no, platform. No. You didn't have your own venue. We were teenagers, right? Yeah, we were teens, man. I was 16. He was, what, 13 at the time. He was the main head of his crew, which is... I don't know, slick lunatics. Yeah, slick lunatics. Slick lunatics. That was that was my shit. Um, but uh, ultimately, once MySpace started blowing up, I mean, obviously that was a free form of marketing for house parties. So that's how me and him connected. Um, was his crew and my crew got together one day. You know, I pulled up in the Charger. You know, I was the only one. Everybody knew me back then because you know I gotten this big settlement check. So I started stunning on people because I got an 06 Charger, TVs in the headrest, 22-inch black rims, all murdered out. We're like 14, 15, we're like, yo. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, was, I was 18 rolling in it. And, um, you know, we pulled up, we took a picture together. We still have that picture. I'll show still y'all after this. Um, and I was wearing the big ass 5X shirt, you know. Yeah. That pro was the big, yeah, the big pro club. And uh-huh. No, but that's how we got started. And, um, you know, next thing you know, event after event, um, we eventually, you know, I ended up booking him for one of my events in the future. But what's funny is that just how much, like, I feel like the scene, the bi- the, the bigger Latin music got, the bigger the scene got too. Yeah, so, yeah. like, mm-hmm. the more legitimate it got. So, like, when Latin music first started, it was mostly ditching parties, uh, house parties. And then, you know, we used to, you know, obviously do our thing. But 
you know, once I, I remember there was this place called um, Fort Cheyenne. I don't know if you remember Fort Cheyenne. No, it's in the hood. It's in the hood, man. Mostly all the flyer parties took place in the hood. Yeah, yeah. so it's South was, Central. Somewhere. Yeah, it was in the hood, and but pretty much, essentially, if your crew got to throw a party in that event, you were like made. You know, if you got to throw an event in that venue, it, you were made. It was in the hood. It was ghetto, but unfortunately, because it was in the hood, it, there was always trouble over there. Right. So. It sucks that Latin music, um, it got a bad rep right off the bat that it was ghetto, just like you were saying. Like anybody that played reggaeton, yeah. you know, it just, you know, they didn't, nobody wanted to hear and it. And this is predominantly like Mexicans? Yeah. Latinos. 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 Latinos All and Central Americans and Mexicans, yeah. 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 And black, and then they, you guys have black people coming. Yeah, black people would go through. They really? had their own crew, yeah. It kind of sounded like the beginning of like hip hop parties. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. At first, hip hop had a, like, yeah. yeah, they used to do like small hip hop parties, yeah, but. Yeah. Something bad always happens. Somebody gets yeah. shot. Somebody get beat up. Or some I mean, shit yeah, like there that. was a, there was a bad like rap because yeah. I, a few times people got killed there. Kids got killed there. Yep. Yeah. So it was really really bad. So when rap. did y'all like move to Vegas? Like when I did? No, this is in no, Vegas. This, no, 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 sorry, this is in Vegas. Yeah, oh, I thought this was in LA. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I'm saying that because this shit sounds exactly like LA. No, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. No, exactly. That's, that's, that's why I reference you because you know it's so relatable to LA. Yeah. But you know it migrated out here. And you know, oh, because I thought you guys were originally from LA. Well, I moved out here when I was five. I, I claimed Vegas more than, than LA. Oh, you guys are Vegas then? Yeah, Vegas yeah, kids, bro, yeah. Okay. Vegas I, I was five when I was five. Yeah, Jamie life. gave me the wrong information. They're here, <laughs> LA. They're here from LA. But they grew up in Vegas. They baseball team, you know? Yeah, no, no. But they grew up in Vegas. He's a Raider fan. He's a Dodger fan. LA. Jamie's not. Goddamn information. And Jamie was like, yeah, I've been having those parties. Yeah. It sounds the same exactly. Like, no, but. They sold Nas, I bet. Bro, yeah, yeah. We have Nas. was more LA. No, but we had the kids. We had them. So was this more like this was North North Las Vegas. Yeah, North Las Vegas. Every East Side too. East Side. Yeah, 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 yeah. big time. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, in the beginning, it was just so many shootings, so many, um, you know, just kids getting killed, and it sucks because none of us were on that gangster shit. Mm -hmm. But like, we were really affiliated with gangs. Were there Mexican gangs out here in Vegas? Not really. Um, I mean, yeah, around that area where Fort Cheyenne, where all the main parties were going on was uh, mainly Central Americans and because they're Central Americans it was like MS-13 yeah guys guys that just didn't give a shit because you know what are you gonna do get deported what was this area that you said Uh, it's it's on Civic Center in Cheyenne what's it called it's called Fort Cheyenne it's It's, it's closed it's closed Fort Cheyenne yeah it's closed that was a legendary spot man yeah it was they throw the best party (laughs) he said rest in peace like somebody died rest in peace I'm so sure five people died in that parking lot so many good memories over there Civic Center in Cheyenne that's more like past downtown that's the hood yeah bro it's yeah. You go in there like a rough fire, area, bro. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I mean, as Latin music started pop, you know, getting more popular, um, that event center it's huge. If it's like like five thousand people, you know, started getting busier and busier. But you know, the more Latinos that were in there, the more the gangs around the area started getting aware, and and it sucked that I think where the scene kind of fell off a little bit was um, Channel Five put out a um, like essentially they put out this big ass news story saying. Hey, anybody wearing a badge or anybody, you're you're gonna be tried as a as a gang member. Yeah, I got story that to that because yeah. when I got when I would I would DJ all the house parties, so I was really well known in in the Latin scene at the house parties. Yeah, you know, um, and when that happened, like all oh, you guys are affiliated with gangs, they would um the cops would because I'm the last one to leave. Like the, what would happen all the time is somebody fights, <laughs> a gun gets pulled out, or the cops raid it, and I'm the last one. I'm in the corner. So I can't leave. So I'm like, fuck, I got yeah, all my all, shit with me. I'm like, equipment I'm there. Sh- and I'm, I'm underage. I'm not 18. I was 15 <laughs> doing this stuff. Shit, so I'm all right. So the cops would pull me like, what's your name? 
and I was like, oh, I'm DJ Exile. They're like, okay, cool. We're gonna write it down. If we see you at another another house party, yeah. you know, we're gonna take your stuff. And they would give me curfew tickets. I would have to do uh, community service. No so shit. it was hard, bro. Like everyone would leave. I had like, bro, I got so many stories at house parties, bro. Like dudes pulling out guns, like yo, shut the music off. The cops are outside. I'm trying to keep it down. I've had uh, bro fights in front of me. I've been taxed. Like yo, we're this we're this crew like ten percent. Like it was. Yeah, like, I was like, bro, bro I'm, oh, the shit. gangs the gangs yeah. got so involved yeah, with with, the, money, with, so. with Latin music and and the and the Latin house parties and events that they literally came up to our events and said, oh, it looks like you guys had a good turnout, so. Uh, you got to give me 10% of what you make. Yeah. And I mean, if we're not, keep in mind, we're teenagers yeah. at the time. We got these 30-year-old dudes all buffed out where they kick our asses. <laughs> you know, and it sucks, bro. It was scary back then, but... You know, but honestly, wait, honestly, yo, much, I was about to say, ten is not. They could have taken all your money. Well, I just said a number. I'm nope. sure. I don't know, bro. Like, they, they all right, at fourteen, fifteen, yeah, ten. Bro. If you make a thousand bucks, that's you're rich at that yeah. point. So ten yeah. percent's a lot. A hundred bucks is a it's lot. Not that much, man. It's not that much. <laughs> I don't think it's a lot. Yeah, bro. If you had fifteen, fifteen year old boy, if they were like, yo, give me like half of your shit, I'd be like, I'll take, give me all your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I learned a lot at those house parties, man, because like. <laughs> some nice ass thugs. I know. <laughs> <laughs> some generous. Hey man, just give me like ten percent. Ten percent of your shit. I'm just saying a number. Twenty. The thing is, you need to ride home afterwards. I got no, you there. But, but they like attending our parties. So like, they, they didn't want to like. Going. Yeah, of course. If if they take half of our shit, why would we keep throwing parties? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they have to be generous. But were they kind of like security too, or no? No. Hey, if anything, <laughs> if anything, these were guys the were fucking up the party. Yeah, they were the, they oh, were the ones all the time man. shutting it down. They really you know ruined the parties. I mean, I mean, yeah. in a way with violence and all that. And but but you know what? That really helped us, like him as a because uh, he was the main head of his crew. How to organize parties? Yeah. How to get DJs? How to charge? It was kind of like an early like a school, you know, in a way. Yeah. And to me too, because. I was doing house parties. If I can control 30 people in front of me and keep them there for four or five hours, dude, now nightclubs is cake. You know, like, I have a thousand people in front of me, bro. I can, it's easy to control. Because if 30 people in front of you, if 10 leave, bro, you're like, it looks empty. Mm-hmm. Or, if it, or half of them leave. 300 people out of a thousand leave, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot how to control a crowd and how to, like, you know, play throughout the night. Because these house parties, I would get there at 8, 9, start around 9, 9.30 and leave around 4 o'clock if it doesn't get shut down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Those house parties really made us who we, who we are. So and then, when did you? When was the first like legit venue that you guys had? Um, it was Fort Cheyenne. Like I said, when we first entered there, that's what elevated us to be like the legit party crew at the time. And then, um, eventually, it just got too hood. I mean, I got chased down by a bunch of MS13 members with machetes, bro. And that was Shit. that was that was the last time I ever affiliated myself with that. So, you know, the last party me and him ever did was uh, a boxing gym. But if they know you guys are doing all these parties and you guys are doing the music and everything, why would they try to fuck it up like that? I have no Just idea, tell man. Them, man. I don't know. There's a mentality. They don't, they don't give a fuck. That's man. crazy. I mean, that's, yeah, that yeah. is, man. And, yeah. But like I said, we I, I went up to the, this boxing gym on uh, like around the Cheyenne area. By the way, we were different Vegas. crews. Yeah. His side of the crews were kind of... They were hood. Yeah. My crews were like half like preppy Latino kids. Yeah. Like to our parties. His party, like his crew was like yeah, kind of like, His crew would come in, like his or like his affiliate crews. Like, shit, here comes fucking slick lunatics. Damn, bro. Somebody's gonna fight. Wait, so what's the exile? What's the name of your crew? New Era. New, new era. era, yeah. yeah they, then, they, they literally jacked the new era logo. Yeah, that's what we did. <laughs> it, it was a badge, bro. <laughs> and, then, and then Jamie, uh, Jamie, Jason. What was your crew name? Uh, Slick Lunatics. Slick Lunatics. Yeah, yeah it was. It was kind of like the scene was divided like in half. It was yeah. like the kids from the hood, like really hood, and then kind of like the kids that just wanted the party. Yeah, you know. Like, and we were unfortunately we attached ourselves to the to the hood, to the hood guys, and you know, yeah. I, I eventually bro. cut ties with them, and um, 
you know, the last party we did, I rent this boxing gym. Uh, I, I hired three DJs to come DJ. None of them showed up except for him. So poor dude was DJing for fucking six fucking hours. Uh-huh. You know, he's in six, a box in a boxing in gym? a boxing yeah. gym. Yeah, yeah we would do like we were. But like, I, it was packed, bro. It was bro. packed. Yo, was I, packed, I had yeah. like I had like four hundred. We used to break into man. houses and like it was like you know remember when like the market was shit like in 08? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. we would you know, people would break into houses and uh, like um, what's it called? Throw parties there. Buy, hire a generator or like get a generator and I would ask the, I would ask the crew because I would need you for all the crews yo this house isn't broken into right because I had rules like no no bro it's good it's good it's good and I'd get there bro so it, bro it's, they're selling the house into a the cops bro I, I'm, <laughs> I was always the last one to leave I had to deal with all that shit bro because I had speakers I had my turntables and all that shit man it's so man. crazy <laughs> yo, it was, it was I like wild. how I like how the real estate uh, boom in 2008 <laughs> Was yeah. like was helping <laughs> them a, find yeah. somebody. <laughs> 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 yeah. There might be another one next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Shit. I'm buying a house this year. Watch, watch, your, watch your house. We might throw a party in there. Yeah. So the, yeah. after, after you like legitimize yourself and you stop uh, fucking with the so the no. Slick, so so when you still slick no, 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 no. Essentially, um, so you th- broke up with slick lunatics. Yeah, slick lunatics. Yeah, I broke it off. How did you break it off? No, I just stopped. Throwing parties with under the, that the banner. The scene got rough, man. It yeah, got rough. It got really bad. I think bad. everybody just kind of went their way. You know what's funny is that it so attaches to it with Latin music because at that point I felt like it was starting to it was starting to wear out a little bit. Yeah. Um, I want to see a picture of these badges you had to wear to bro, get to the party. I'll, I'll show you this. I'll show. They you. probably have mad pictures. Yeah. <laughs> what is it like? Made of cardboard? No, it's, it's like no. it's like uh, laminated. Uh, laminated. It's laminated. And then it yeah. has like you know like. Oh, it's like a VIP. It's like, it's a, like, yeah, it's, yeah, a yeah, like a backpass. It's, it's like a lanyard. lanyard. It's oh, okay. a lanyard. But it's a big so ass like this picture. Big? Like a, yeah, like, bro. Yeah, there's some bigger than that. Oh shit! I, I like swear to God, bro. Like, it was like a piece of paper. I thought it was yeah. like when you go to a convention, you got the. And then your name no, is on there. No, like no your it had our logo on it, man. It, it was we used to rock that like, shit to high school, bro. Yeah. Like, oh shit! Yeah, it was like yeah. Cool you in? Like, what's up, bro? Fridays. Every Friday you would wear it. Yeah. On yeah. Fridays, bro. Is that only? Is that like some Latin shit or like? I think so. House party. I thought so. I didn't see any other people that threw parties. I'm wondering if they were like Vegas, like you know, Vegas black kids wearing badges. No. There was always that uh, that um, token kid. You know, I, I, black yeah. kid. I mean, but they were in the, <laughs> <laughs> the token kid. Cho- chocolate from L- Oh, yeah, I remember Chocolate. 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 <laughs> Shout out to Chocolate. Yo, everyone, everyone, everyone that wasn't. Well, because he's the only black dude in the, in the last Yeah, yeah. he was the only one that yeah. really fucked with us. Was he Dominican? Uh, no, no, no we. Well, no, yeah. he was oh, black, shit. but we claim him as Dominican, you know, <laughs> just so we felt like Cuban. he fit in. No Cuban. <laughs> if I was Dominican, I was telling him he's Dominican. He's yeah. Dominican, bro. He's seen my blue martinis. Yeah, Dominican, bro. Yeah. yeah. No, so, in. <laughs> so essentially, you know, you know, but because we built these big followings, we we're all teenagers. Um, eventually, when we got to um, uh, when we got when we all became of age, when I turned twenty-one, I went straight into nightclubs. So, when, so what was your first nightclub? My first nightclub was a uh, cat house at oh, fucking yeah, Luxor. Yeah, I worked yeah. there. Yeah, I, I was. That was my first promoter job, and I killed it over there. But you know that. Were place, you there before the floor caved in? No. What did it click? Yeah, I, I wasn't there. Then for you were shit. there after. Yeah, I was DJing was there when the floor caved in. Like mm-hmm. on the top floor. The dance floor, you know, the main floor. dance floor. On, on upstairs, right? Yeah. Because it was two floors. The main yeah. dance floor, the floor caved in, and it was doing bar nightclub. <sighs> And everyone had to leave, oh, and then they were closed for a couple weeks. Jeez. No, I was there after that. None yeah. of that, that shit. That floor was and always kind of like. And then that's when another DJ that we all know un- came in there and <laughs> undercut me. Oh man! <laughs> Shouts to you, asshole. <laughs> that's Vegas, though, man. No, but uh, yo, I remember that shit because uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was when the floor caved in and everyone was. You like, were DJ on the caved in? Yeah. 
And they had to clear shit out. What year was that? 07? Yeah. yeah. 06, 07? Uh, oh, oh, Could have been 08, 09. Oh, 08, 09, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 08, probably. No, no, I think 09. That floor was always kind of weird, though, right? It was kind of like bouncy. Uh, man, I never felt safe in that fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, Cat House was. So that was your first gig. Yeah, as that, was, a that was my first uh, nightclub gig, and then um, uh, my first actual like legit nightclub I worked for was Angel Management Group. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. they plugged, yeah. yeah, they Z. plugged me in at Studio Fifty Four. Shout to Z Zandy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah mm-hmm. They they plugged me in at Studio Fifty Four, and that was when I first got my. Um, like, cause you know, when me being the number one Latin promoter when we were kids, you know, I'm over here walking into these places like, like I know everything, you know. So I think Angel Management Group was like the first, um, the first taste of really doing things legit. Cause yeah. you know they train you, and you know they teach you about social media and mm-hmm. you know how to do your, you know, organize your contacts, networking, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what separates us now from everybody else is that. Nobody else in the Latin scene, even today, you know, that does Latin parties, got that taste of um, that training. Yeah, that training. Yeah, like you know, a boot camp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So essentially, I took that. I mean, unfortunately, you know, it didn't work out with Angel Manager Group. But I mean, um, they all moved on. I mean, Alex Cordova at one point was on Angel. Yeah, no, Manager. no. Yeah, yeah, I remember Alex was cool. Uh, I mean, shout let's, big shout out to Alex Cordova. I actually went to high school with him. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's basically what he's like that like entertainment he's director like, at the uh, Win. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that dude was like. Uh, running the door pure, mm-hmm. right? Back in yeah, when pure first opened, and then he yeah. was with Angel Management Group. Yeah, and then he was he was always at a Wet dope. Republic. Yeah, he yeah. was always mm-hmm. a good yeah. dude. He was always he always sat in in our our training. Well, not all the time, but he was there. Chad mm-hmm. Saunders trained uh, trained me. You know, shout out to him and uh, Rich Kenny. But um, so when you was doing these parties like at Cat House and Studio Fifty Four, no, so I wasn't doing any Latin parties there. I was just I was just I was just a promoter. Okay. I was just learning the ropes. Just standing there, just like the the stripper yeah, cards. Party went uh, away. He kind of got older. And, yeah. I went my way, you know. So yeah. promoters out here, they literally go to like the mall. You guys go to like the strip, yeah. and you guys are like almost like uh, dragging people and just being like, yeah. yo. You guys should go to Cat House. I got like two yeah. passes in the yeah. in the casino with the flyers. Like, yeah, hey, essentially. Come. I think I'm still 86 from Excalibur for some reason because I was standing in front of Dick's last resort, just handing out flyers to every girl that was there, and I wasn't supposed to be there. I didn't know that. <laughs> so, I, mean, <laughs> I don't okay, even know. Bro. I got to look back on that. It's like 10 years ago, but no. Nah, <laughs> so, like I said, it's we you know started working the nightclubs, and then after that, um, I felt like. Because now everybody was starting to become of age in the Latin scene that I'm familiar with. Um, I felt like I needed to go somewhere local. So that's when I first started working at Blue Martini. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I had a hiatus, but that's when I first got there. And their Latin nights, um, back when they first opened, you know, they've been open 11 years. Um, like eight years ago, it was, it was popping. But it wasn't like it is now. It was just, it was just good. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was mostly the stuff you, that you're used to hearing, like bachata, yeah. salsa. It was it was very upscale, older. It wasn't it wasn't younger because reggaeton at that point had fell off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, but because um, everyone thought it was like a trend. Right? It, was, yeah. it did it did yeah. feel like it because you know you had three six mafia jumping on reggaeton songs. Right. R. You know, Kelly. R. Kelly. Kelly you know, I don't. I was I wasn't sure if it was safe to bring him up. You know, I don't <laughs> <swear>. <laughs> but like there was, yeah. reggaeton died. Or it seemed like it died in the mainstream from what years? Probably I like would, I would say 05, 2010. I would say 06. 2010. Yeah. It died I would say out. like yeah. maybe 06. I think it was later, a little later than that. No. When, it, oh, when it died? When it yeah, died? 07 was that. I would say 2010, man. Definitely during the ED, EDM. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Before 
that like my bad, I cut you guys off. No, 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 Daddy Yankee, um, Don Omar, very recently on Delaware, only like four or five guys were able to adapt to the. They did EDM, but they were still hot in, in Latin America. Yeah. But EDM took over the whole United States market. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that, it fell off before the EDM. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. I think it was dead. Before. So it was like, yeah, the last big record. Wrong play by Daddy Yankees, I want to say. Or Dale? Ads. No, 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 no. That was like one of the early hits, man. Yeah. The early, like Rataka. It was around there. No, it was early. I'd say, oh, nine. I remember, I remember I was in still high school. I was like, oh, shit, this is it. My senior year. Was what was, like, what was the last song? It was song. a Daddy Yankee song. It, it was wrong pit. It was, wrong no, pit. no. What happened was Dance Akuduro shit started coming out. They they all went like upbeat. It was Danza like 1.30 p.m. came out in 2012. Was it? Dance Akuduro? That's when the era where they went upbeat, and that's where it was still... Like stagnant. That's where it stayed at. You know, uh, they, it was probably gone for like oh seven, oh seven, oh eight, oh nine, ten, eleven. Mm-hmm. It was gone for a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. And then it's what happened was, and Danza Kandua was actually the, the only record, the, the only record that. Well, really that one, Limbo, off, right? Limbo, also Limbo by Daddy Yankee. No, mm-hmm. that was. I think that was right when it was starting to heat back up. But I think the only one, the only Latin artist that really held it down, even during the down years, was Pitbull. But we. Like, he, as he Latinos, did. we yeah. didn't really, like, yeah, embrace him. He, so he, he didn't stick to his Latin. Yeah, like, he, he, he shout went, out to him, though, like, still. Yeah, no, he, he kind of, like, sold out. He's well, like well, Jaylon. He's like nah, Jaylon, in a nah, sense. Nah, nah, he, but, I, I, think, I mean, he went more, I, more commercial I, with I the EDM. Yeah. I, think, I think he did that because he had to, but, you know. But yeah, you know what? He's always, he's really strong in his Latin roots. Everything he does, he talks half Spanish. He'll do half Spanish. And he does, like, um... You know, he talks about like, oh, I'm taking over the American market with like my Spanish. Like he, he shots us out, and then Latinos support him. I mean, yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, but like cheese. creatively, musically, he was doing. He was following the wave of what the was trend was because he started as a hip hop artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah with, the, I, with the braids. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I actually got his CD. Somebody gave me like a promo of his first CD. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was like was, a mixtape. tape. Was it the one with Kulo at the as the very last track? That's yeah, the one. yeah, 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 bro. Okay, that okay. song when I heard that song for the first time, and they, people still use that beat. People still use that beat to this day. But Kulo, like, really, in my opinion, really made Latin fun. Mm-hmm. You no, know, because it, it, I totally agree with you. Yeah, yeah, that that track really was really fun to play. Like we at house parties, we we had it consistently just just on repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah. You know, but that that's what made me respect Pitbull. I mean, he had some fire tracks on that mixtape too, where he's just rapping in English. But you know, and Lil John was on it. It's you know? funny how yeah. that Kulo became like a Latin record because that rhythm was like. It was reggae. So was reggaeton, though. If you guys yeah. know the history, yeah. no, no, I mean, yeah, oh, that yeah. means they definitely took a lot, all the drum patterns from reg- reggae. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. reggaeton yeah. is. But like the Elephant Man record was really big, like yeah. that one, and then obviously Which Nina one? Sky. But it was Elephant it, Man. But it, oh, it yeah. was a reggae. It was considered a reggae record, but it was like kind of mixed in because of like Nina Sky and all that whole yeah. other shit. We were like, well, a lot of people jumped on the remix. A lot of yeah, like, and then a lot of people started layering like Gloria Stefan remixes over that. God, Temptations, they they Oh, and, then, uh, and, then the meta, and then the one out of meta, Conga shake, yeah. yeah, and then the yeah. and then the what the Copa Magdalena, that the Brazilian, Brazil, Brazil, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> started like meshing it all together yeah. and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So wait, wait. Yeah, there was a dry period for reggaeton. Definitely. Yeah, there was a, it was a dry period. What I feel like for commercial Latin music. Because even when, like, remember when G Unit jumped on Grompe? Yeah. Um, you know, it was hot. It was on the radio, you know? But um, but when was Mumbaton kind of, like, starting to bubble? Like 2010, 11. Yeah. Because mm. well, which What track do you think did that? Uh, was, uh, what's his name? Um, the Mumbaton King, dude. Uh, 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 Nasak Noel before him. Um, Dave Nada. 
Dave Nada's Nada? an OG, bro. Yeah. He's the original. Yeah, yeah. Dave Nada for sure. I feel like it was the emergence of him and then Diplo too. Like express yeah. yourself, yeah. like yeah, all yeah, those yeah. records. Yeah. You know well, I mean? I, since you guys are giving us this platform, which I'm very thankful. People, who, I listen to this podcast because I learned a lot from a lot of DJs. I listen to this. I'm like, oh man, that's that's dope. Behind the scenes, you guys have had so many great uh, guests on here, mm-hmm. and I wanted to get this. I, I appreciate you guys for having us. Um, I know a lot of DJs are going to listen to this, not just DJs, but people. And uh, I wanted to just give me like two minutes to speak about the history, about a bit of like reggaeton, where it comes from, for people who don't know that are listening. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, um, we're talking about the history right now from all 506. Yeah, yeah. So real quick, well, a lot of people don't know that, that reggaeton is not originally from Puerto Rico. It's originally from Panama. Mm-hmm. It came, like you said, it came from the slave trade down to, uh, to um, what's it called? The islands, mm-hmm. Jamaica uh, Islands, yeah. down to Panama. These to work on the Panama Canal. The Panama Canal, the uh, the workers were from the islands, but in order to communicate or like to express themselves, it would be um, the reggaeton. And that dem- that dembobi actually comes from Shaba uh, Shaba ranks. That's literally called the dembobi. The do 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 That's the the, the dembobi. And the original reggaeton song in Spanish is by Have you heard of uh, El General? The general, yeah, he had, yeah, he, he used to be song. big in New York, yeah, yeah. big time yeah. in the '80s. And I'm not gonna speak too long; just I'll fast forward. No, go ahead. Then, then, so that happened, and um, what's it called? A couple years later went by. Daddy Yankee, Don Omar have always uh, always done reggaeton and all that. Just they weren't hot. So throughout the '90s, Puerto Rico takes it mm-hmm. and flips it. Like they make it, they they make it hot. That's when you start hearing in the early 2000s the Daddy Yankee, Teo Calderon, Plan uh, B, mm-hmm. the Don. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, I gotta give respect to the Godfather, Hector the Father, you know, Tito el Bambino, like those guys are the other guys that really put on, like, you know? Yeah. So, and that's what you heard in uh, the Gasolina record, like all, all the new stuff, like, or not the new yeah. stuff at the time, Gasolina, Dile, Lo Que Paso. So it comes from Panama to Puerto Rico, they flip it, and then that's um, the Dembopi, the, the reggaeton, where I think it was considered uh, ghetto because it was perreo. Per- it was uh, like, you know, uh, it talked. It is vulgar. So Latin music is not very vulgar. Like salsa, merengue, bachata. Yeah. It's very. Um, it's very. Uh, it's very proper. Mm-hmm. If they are gonna talk yeah. about love, like if a, like Perreo would be like, oh, you know, I'm gonna fuck you right here in my Ferrari. Right. Straight up. Like, that's what no one talks about. I'm a, the, 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 it, was, it was street. Yeah. 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 So Perreo is actually also a form of dance, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perreo was the, the the you know the, the you grind on a girl. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. Oh, yeah. Um, what's it called? <laughs> I mean, that's how, that's how it was. And um, so, what what Latin? How they would say, I'm gonna like I'm gonna uh, translate it in English is how they would say, I'm gonna have sex with you. Is I would blossom your flower. In that sense, it was mm-hmm. very, mm-hmm. very like surfaced because that's how Latin- we say it in hip hop, right? I'm gonna blossom your flower. <laughs> <laughs> that's real rap, bra. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like that, that, so. And also, a lot of people don't understand that because I want people to listen and uh, to, and, to, and really learn that. What you got? What you guys are hearing on the radio is called musica urbana, urban music. It's not just Latin music, cause there's salsa, there's merengue, there's bachata, there's mm-hmm. uh, dembo, there's uh, merengue típico. There's so much genres, but what you're hearing is the urban, the the urban music, the musica urbana. You know, that's that's literally our hip, the hip hop of Latin America, which is reggaeton, mm-hmm. yeah. musica urbana. It's not like oh, I can't wait to get you know like oh Latin music. It's I'm gonna. Daddy Yankee, I'm like, it's not just Daddy Yankee. There's so many, so many artists, man. Our culture is yeah. so rich. Mm-hmm. And like, hey, oh, they just think Daddy Yankee's just Latin. I'm like, bro, there's so much. Hector yeah. Lavoe, man. There's, uh, what's it called? <clears throat> Vicente Fernandez from Mexico. You know, you have 
Perez Prado, Mambo in the 50s. Mm -hmm. You have there's so much rich history, and so what you guys are hearing is urban music or hip hop. So from Panama, fast forward to reggaeton, uh, 05, I would say 08, 09. If it dies, only few artists are able to survive the EDM well, era. Well, it didn't die. It just it, it, it just, just it's just it went away. Popularity went away. It just died in mainstream because just like the mainstream was going another way. It was yeah. like yeah. the beginning of like I don't know, sexy back and all of this other shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, like everything the, like the, shit. the BPMs are going I think up. Yeah. I think sexy sexy bitch was what Sexy back, yeah. No, sexy, sexy bitch. bitch yeah. um, David Guetta. Oh, David Guetta. David Guetta. No, David Guetta. Acon. David Guetta and Acon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think that track is what really started pushing um, the radio at the time, at least out here. Black Eyed Peas, too. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. the 09. But to add to my bad, back to the history, I'm sorry, just to add to the history, is that who really brought it back, and you got to give him props, is uh, the sound. Because that was in Puerto Rico, and it died it, it died down in America. It was mm -hmm. still big in Latin America, but who brought that new sound that you guys are hearing today, that core, that think, 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 that's very, that sound comes from Colombia. And who brought it back that's was what, Jay Balvin. Jay yeah. Balvin. And I was, I remember taking a cab in, uh, I think it was here in Vegas, uh -huh. and it was like four years, three to four years ago, <clears throat> and it was... Uh, the guy who was driving my cab was from New York mm -hmm. and he was Colombian and he was just listening to shit and it was like kind of the emergence of Bad Bunny and all of that shit yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like yo who is this and then he's like Bad Bunny you don't know and I was like joking I was like what the fuck is a Bad Bunny because when you hear that <laughs> yeah, it does yeah, sound like the first yeah, time yeah. even I said that too when I, yeah, I, when I was I like I couldn't take Bunny, it seriously yeah. I was like Bad Bunny he's like yo no you don't understand and I'm like so what like who's popping all of this he's like He's like, it's not Puerto Rican anymore. It's not Dominican. It's like, it's all Colombian, Dude, man. Col it's all Colombian. He's like, J Balvin. He started listing all these artists, and I'm like, damn, it's all Colombian now. It, yeah, He's like, sound, yeah, it's all Colombian. Yeah, that now. sound comes from Colombia, cause, and that's why I think it came back because uh, uh, Perreo, the, the urban music, the uh, the first reggaeton, it's very heavy. The drums are, sorry, my bad. It's just, no, yeah, they're just very heavy. It's too repetitive. This new stuff is very pop. It's got mm -hmm. the four chords. And Sky Rompiendo, which is his producer, which shout out to him, man. He has revolutionized the reggaeton world. He's made it pop. He was, it's very easy on the ear. I think that's why the American market can listen to it now. Well, it's almost like R and B. I was just telling yeah, these dudes, yeah. it's like uh, it's they the way they put the songs together. Yeah, it's like R and B pop. It's yes. very it's and it's produced and it's mastered really fucking well. Yeah, which oh, is yeah. why like. It stands out so much when you play it in the clubs. Yeah. Because when you play hip hop now in the clubs, it's mastered like shit. It all yeah. sounds crappy. Yeah. So when you play a reggaeton record, it just sounds very luxury. It sounds luxury. full. Yeah. Well, it sounds full, and it, and it has the same. A lot of it, not all of them, have have the same patterns mm -hmm. of the sixteen the the sixteen bar verse, the, the eight bar the chorus, chorus yeah. the verse and the bridge or whatever. Yeah. You know, and people gravitate to that it's structure better yeah. in i yeah. would say yeah and to add to your point exile like i didn't know that reggaeton was considered urban until i went to the latin grammys yeah and i saw all these different categories and i'm like wait so like despacito is not in this category how is that possible yeah, yeah. how is it not up for like latin song of the year or like just different things and mm -hmm. i'm like yo th this is crazy but then like kind of you breaking it down helped me understand that it's still considered urban kind of like how hip-hop yeah. was yeah. yeah yeah back in the 80s and 90s where it wasn't in certain categories for the for awards i'm glad so you caught that own yeah. shit. you learn a lot of, you know that's why yeah. I, I think it's very important to learn history because when you learn something's history or where what it is, you appreciate it more. So yeah. that's why it's, it's good to know that you know that you know that what urban is because yeah. my mom, my mom, and my parents here that like, yo, what it? 
Bad, what is Bad Bunny saying? Are you did he just really say that? Yeah, like no, Latin music right. is not used to hearing like yeah. in creepy Kush, he's talking about las putas las manto las man, las manto en ti, como el TSA. He's yeah. talking about like yo the girl uh, uh, all these hoes I mount you know I mount them up and all, oh like GTA I'm sorry yeah like all these hoes I mount them up like GTA. Like my mom's like what did, did he say putas like, did he really say that? I'm like yeah mom that's, that's Bad Bunny. She's like what the fuck? Anuel <laughs> talks about the la meto en Ferrari like it means. I'll, I'll fuck you in the Ferrari. Ferrari like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is on like this is great. It's urban music. Like that's like yeah. our parents aren't used to hearing. Yeah. You know, salsa doesn't talk about that. Maybe yeah. doesn't talk yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's why I I I, I don't like. Um, well, I mean, I like it, but. Um, when you hear that old school Latin music, it yeah. reminds me of like when you had to wake up and clean your house. Like I don't know, like bro. Every time I hear Celia Cruz or Elvis Crespo, Did like you smell fabuloso, man. I'm from the Bronx, so I, I'm used to listening to a lot because I can hear that. You used to hear that in the grocery store, the bodegas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be blasting like in front of the store, so it was just yeah. natural. But I think. Uh, to, to add to Jason is that I'm seeing right now a bridge as a DJ. I'm seeing a bridge between because Latin is, is um, Durban music's not older, you know, because it's 05, 06, right? So now we're older. So I'm seeing the bridge at Blue Martini or anywhere I go. Um, Musica Urbana, urban music, which is the reggaeton, the Latin trap, and then the older music, the Celia Cruz, the Salinas. I'm seeing the, the, the gap now. Like, like I'll play Selena, him, and like five other people. Like, I hate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not bro. a big fan of cumbia. I'm sorry. And, 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 I love cumbia. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I can't. But no, so a lot. Some people. Though a lot of people are like, "What? This is." See that uh, again. Back to East Coast and West Coast. Like my boy Orlando. Shout out to Orlando. He's always giving me shit. He's from New York. He's like, "Why are you playing? Bro, why are you playing all this crest? But why are you playing this old ass cumbia shit, bro? No, if you play shit in New York, you're gonna get bro. People are gonna slap you because he's he's from uh, <laughs> uh he's from Brooklyn. So shout. Out to, he's like, "Bro, you gotta play this new shit." And I'm seeing the, the gap now. This uh, Celia Cruz, Elvis Crespo, the, the Selena's, like it's the older crowd, like around mm -hmm. Blue Martini. Yeah. That's why I was able to really refresh the sound. Like, yo, I'm gonna start adding this new shit, and the kids are reacting to it. And when I go back to Cumbia and like, what year is this? What's up? What year is this that you're talking about? You're talking about this now, or yeah, I think he's talking about like the way. It yeah, is and now. right now the bridge the is oh, the bridge right, right now. now. Yeah, yeah I'm the seeing bridge it. Right now. Yeah, like I see like the the dance floor. Like the Latinos still danced it. Don't get me wrong, but it's like. It's two o'clock, yo. Give me the bad bunnies. Give me those sunas. Give me the Anuels. That that Elvis Crespo, bro. I was twelve o'clock. Like, let's let's go. It's like suavemente. Like I, like I said, people are listening to to learn. Suavemente is literally like in the club, uh, metaphorically, uh, in the club by Fifty Cent. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like, oh, this shit, like for real, like yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so, a classic. I feel like it's, it's a classic, like a, but it's, it's like a damn, like like a Michael Jackson song. Like imagine if you like, like a, imagine like like if you drop in the club by Fifty Cent. It's like okay, it's a banger, but it's like. And like, it's I don't so know Elvis Crespo's in the club. I feel like in the club would be like, I don't know, like that would be like Tego or like yeah, all that. I feel shit. like yeah, a, yeah. Elvis Crespo is like a Michael Jackson. Yeah, it would um, be like a classic. Don't stop till you get enough for Billy Jean. He's talking about that. the song Suavemente. It holds the same weight like, yeah, as yeah, a, in not, the club. Not historically, but not in historically. the Spanish, in yeah. the Spanish culture, it's like that one hit. I don't know. I don't. It's like see the comparison. It's like Usher. Yeah. Yeah, it's like something like I don't. I think that's like this is how we do it. I think it's a classic. It is off. Though. Not I in see the club, it though. though. I, I kind of no. I mean, I'm yeah. saying like Suavemente is a big record, but that's a big record to people who are like 50 years old of all ages, like you older, really okay, older. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like a Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, 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 I know what you're saying. So yeah. if I play like an Oye Me Canto, 
right now or if I play like Shakira and Wyclef uh-huh. that would be maybe like the in the club that would maybe be the in the club I see that in the club yeah I see that but like a Elvis yeah, Crespo I, I or that. like a Cecilia yeah. Cruz or any, uh, anything like that that's like, like 50 plus records? that's like well, that's that's like I don't know like that it was made in the 80s, like 80s, 80s. that's definitely like disco or like exactly. you know what I mean like that era to me yeah yeah but yeah yeah so yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I get what you well, mean. Even right like Celia Cruz is definitely yeah. old, old school. Yeah, type yeah. Of you know, even wrong the classic. Like, there's nothing wrong with playing them. It's just that like, there's so much new music. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. so for your demographic, they want to hear the new shit. Twelve o'clock. Yeah, but you mix it up. I right? do. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because um, the older crowd, they still spend money, right? Yeah. And so yeah. us, I still like to dance the salsa and cumbia. And don't get me wrong. So yeah. my wife, Salvadorian, she they that, that's they love Salvadorians. Love, 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 love cumbia. But it's just like explain what cumbia is. Cumbia is uh, well, see, oh, Selena. See, Selena, yeah, yeah, but she's like the perfect. I'm, I'm I mean, all about history, man. Yeah, no, I'm just saying yeah. it's just if for the people that that uh, don't really know. Yeah. Just because yeah, I don't know. What if you want to know is, what yeah. cumbia yeah. sounds like, listen I don't to know Selena. What cumbia is. Uh, Selena. Yeah, listen to Selena. I mean, Selena. Uh, just like Mark Anthony's. If you want to listen to what was Mark Anthony? That's salsa. Salsa. Yeah, he's salsa. Yeah. So bachata is like fast, like bachata is Dominican. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Romeo Santos yeah. would be yeah. would be the bachata and stuff like that. Um, so it's just I'm seeing I'm it's it's, it's only happening now mm-hmm. the separation because in 05, 06, or 04, when Gasolina was hot, I was able to play, you know, the salsas and stuff like that. But now I'm seeing the gap because these kids are younger, you know, 21 or whatever. Even the 18 year olds like not that they go to Blue Martini, but I see you know like through Instagram and whatnot. They're like, oh, Miss is old, bro. Why are you playing this? And also, um, like I said, my boy's like he's from New York, and I got boys from Miami. Like, bro, you can never ever play lo que pasó. Like, not. <laughs> I mean, you can, but they're saying like, I mean, sure, if you open up for a big venue, everyone knows mm-hmm. it's a classic. It's just kind of like they're gonna look at you like, ah, oh, come on, like you know, Some old shit. I mean, yeah. That, so mm-hmm. I got you know, cause like like I said, Mexican Central Americans, it's not our mute. We don't have a Daddy Yankee. Puerto Ricans have a Daddy Yankee. You know, Suna, they have a Delca. They have so many, you know. Yeah. And so does Colombia have a lot. Panamanians mm-hmm. have a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Brazil, everyone ha- like they all have their their artists. We don't have an urban artist. We have Becky G. That's about it. Well, we got Becky G. Right. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is that though? Girl. I don't know. It's just different styles of styles of music. Yeah. We have regional. Yeah, we have regional makes the bandas, the norteñas. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And you're you not. You can't dance. It's like that country music. It's like cartel shit. Yeah, cartel shit. It's the equivalent to that. Vicente Fernandez. Vicente Fernandez. He's huge. He's God status. When he dies, bro, they'll make a holiday. Bro, it's gonna be like Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I only know him because when I DJ the fights, like usually the Latin fighters. That's what they go to. That's like Vicente Fernandez is like what. Like old drunk Mexicans listen to, right? <laughs> it's the Spanish <laughs> drink, and motherfuckers like, will cry. cry they'll yeah, grab they'll their cry, bottle, they'll the throw it on the bottle, floor, yeah. bro. They'll cry. Yeah, <laughs> I used to, I used to work at a warehouse, and like in the '90s, I was working at a warehouse, late '90s. Yeah, and then all the Mexican workers would listen to that shit, <laughs> and then they would just tell me like they'd be crying and they do that, <laughs> whatever that shit is. <laughs> I didn't know that motherfucker was still alive. To be yeah, honest. he almost died on us a couple years back, <laughs> bro. We lost one Gabriel. Bro, that was sad. That's like that's the prince. Yeah, we can't we can't stand Vicente Fernandez to take a hit, man. 
fucking well, crazy. Every passes, man. Is he older? Like old, older? He's older, general. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, like he's sick, man. He's, he's not sick as like, but he's he's older, man. Yeah, but he's got a son, Alejandro Fernandez. But he's not. He's not as hard. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> but he, yeah, definitely. So, uh-huh. he gets yeah, man. Don Julio. 70 smoother. I mean, what is Vicente Fernandez? He's like regional uh, Mexican. No, no, I'm saying oh, like, what would you compare him to? Michael Jackson. Probably to Mexicans, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. To Mexicans, yeah. It sounds like coming up with the worst comparison. Nah. 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 It's, it's the shit that was played no, to Mexicans only. To Mexicans. No, but Michael Jackson was big <laughs> to Michael everybody. Jackson. He was like, you know. But if it's, we it's, had, it's, the, it's our Michael. It's our. He's Kane, like a bro. balladeer, right? It's more balladeer. It's a lot of ballads. It's, it's a lot of singing. It's a lot. Yeah, like yeah. a like a Luther Vandross. No, uh, say no, no. See, y'all come on my comparison. Nah. Nah, I want to yeah. say like a Luther Vandross. Like, no. <laughs> like I said, Vicente or Fernandez. Or Teddy Pendergrass or something. But, like bigger, but probably on a bigger scale. Maybe like mm-hmm. on a Michael Jackson, like Marvin Gaye Frank scale. Sinatra. Okay, Marvin Gaye. Frank, Frank Sinatra. Frank That's Sinatra. perfect. Yes. That's perfect. I think Frank Sinatra. Right. And then Juan Gabriel was our prince that passed away. But yeah, man. That's right. Frank Sinatra sounds right. Yeah, because yeah. they kind of have the same melodies and singing-wise. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are comparing them by like by like era. I'm comparing them by how big they are. That's what I meant. Dude, Frank Sinatra is pretty big. Nah, that's no, I'm not saying this. Nah, I'm, just, I'm just saying, yeah. yeah. Vicente Fernandez has just been like, he's been alive as long as like my grandparents been. Yeah. yeah. And he's always had hits. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy because the young fighters like play this well, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like they got like a new artist that they can go to. Nah, they play nah, like the old traditional. They have to, yeah. Yeah, like there's this but player. They, but it carries that masculinity. Yeah. That's oh, why. Yeah, it it carries that. You hear that shit? Yeah, you get goosebumps. What does it mean? It, it, does it represent like the working man kind the of culture, like, the, 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 the bloodline. The blood sweat. As far as Mexicans. The family yeah, man. Regional, regional Mexican doesn't leave Mexico. It doesn't go to Cuba or any. I mean, a little bit. There might be like a subculture in Cuba or some shit or in Venezuela or whatever. But it stays strong in Mexico. When Mayweather fought Canelo, Canelo came out to that. Yeah. Canelo, like the yeah. whole arena was singing well, it with so much pride. Yeah. Well, he's from Jalisco, that's why. Yeah, he's from Guadalajara. Yeah, we're, we're, we're yeah. all that. Like that's where it. Like, like that's like that's, yeah. that's not the only epi- Mexico. Epi- that's epicenter. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, that was the center like, of the center. Like yeah. there's a there's a Mexican baseball player in the Dodgers, Alex Verdugo, and he comes out. His walking up song to the plate mm-hmm. is Vicente Fernandez, and I hear that shit and I get hyped. Yeah. Because it's that shit, and the whole stadium roars when they hear that shit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Vicente Fernandez is our Frank Sinatra. Yeah. So that sounds right. So with what you guys are doing, you, uh, Jason, you were at, you started at Blue Martini. Yeah, you started so doing it, and then did you bring Exile in there? Yeah. No. So Blue Martini, I was just promoting. Yeah. Um, and then um, you know, I had a fallout with their management back then, and then, uh, you know, we met um Z. You know, shout out to Z. Um, you know, is somebody that um. You know, essentially put us on for the first time. Uh, he had a vision um, to start a, a nightclub with genres that aren't really acceptable at that time on the strip, which was all EDM at that point. Right. It was all EDM on the so strip. What so what year is this now? Uh, what year was what year was uh, Laziza? Oh, um, Laziza was 2012, 13. Yeah. So Laziza was this, it was in Henderson. Hookah it, was lounge. A, it was a hookah lounge. Yeah. That's where I first met you, yeah. actually. Um, what were you doing there, D? No, no. Oh, he's <laughs> Latino. A Dominican. I think me and him met through a Latin chick. Oh, that's true. Yes. Wait. Yeah. Wait. What? What? And that's how me and him met because he was dating one of my Latin oh, friends. Oh, yeah. I think he's I Latin. On, he's Latin there, bro. Uh, no, that's why he was at the hookah bar. Laziza used to be cracking. Bro, so Laziza was there too. Yeah. So Laziza, that's how I met friends, and so like I said, keep in mind. Um, hip hop wasn't acceptable on the strip at that point either, so you know he opened up this hookah lounge. Uh, it fit like probably like 800 people. You know we had Latin night on Thursdays, 
and it was always packed. And then he had Franny on Friday, uh, Fridays, and that shit was slammed. And the like, model, the model, just that's, at that point, too. Franny, and he still is. I respect him as a, as a, as a person, as a, as a DJ. But that's when I became a fan of Franzen because he, you know, I mean, his sets of Dre's are 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 different, not in in a better way, but um, just how he embraced hip-hop you know he really exposed different sides of hip-hop that i wasn't mm -hmm. familiar with back then because and i was a hip-hop head back then but um yeah so we had thursdays and fridays those two days saturdays we used to just mix it up with everything but you know it was that was the venue that really um were like wow this latin shit has it has legs and um so does um i mean they they did latin shit on before and so did we but this was the venue where, like, oh, yo, hip hop is crazy. So, Latin's, Latin's so the crazy. Latin night around 2012, when you guys are doing this at this spot, what is it called? It's called Laziza. Laziza. Yeah. So then, Exile, you were spinning. Yeah, it was him and kinda. who we have on the. So then, what, yeah. what were you? <laughs> He's like, kind of. Kind of. It's only this. Yeah. <laughs> he was there for 45 minutes. <laughs> back then, back well, then, was, they put they brought the radio in. They didn't trust me, man, because it was my. It was I was I was barely 20. I wasn't even. Yeah. I was in 21, man. She was teaching. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's yeah, him it, and Tommy Lynn, who we have on the panel. Yeah, I wouldn't trust yeah. you either. So, <laughs> I mean, if you had like a 19, 20 year old yeah. trying to do a night, I'd be like, nah, man. But yeah. uh, no, it was him and Tommy Lynn that used to do the Latin nights, which is why, you know, shout out Tommy Lynn. He's one of our uh, amazing so, DJs. So, Tommy Lynn is he's Chinese? Uh, <laughs> Tommy Lynn. <laughs> I don't even he's know where he is. Chinese. 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 Um, yeah, so he's like Chinese, right? Yeah, well, he's been yeah, hanging around Chinese, Latinos yeah. since back then. So, oh, like, DJing, so because Tommy Lynn DJs the hip hop the patio, patio yeah. at uh, Blue, Blue Martini, Martini. Yeah. and he did a, a great job uh, when I was there. So yeah. he's been with you guys since 2012. Yeah, since back wow. then, and um, so that spot closed down because Henderson didn't want a nightlight venue at yeah. that point back then. So he opened up uh, Oracle Mansion. I don't know if you guys remember Oracle yes. Mansion. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Oracle <laughs> Mansion was like the first. I mean, and you know, no offense to anybody now, but that place was a dump. But it was like the nicest place at that point, yeah. where Latin music was being, you know, featured. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was, a, it was a nice looking venue. It was a, old, it was a nice strip, looking venue. It was an old was a strip dump. club. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was a, yeah, but compared to like Hakkasan yeah. or something. Yeah, the Metro bro, Police was chilling just, in the front. You know, I mean, it used to be the um, the Bada Bing, the strip club. Yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. And Sophia's now, but wait, is the Oracle right behind, right behind Panorama Towers? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's, it's right here. So. Um, so that's the first. That's the first spot where. Okay, when did that start popping? Like 2014, 15? No, yeah, no, it was just like 12. 10, that's 11. when I went with you. 12. Yeah. The 11, Oracle. 12. 12, 12, 12 yeah, Laziza didn't last that long. Laziza yeah, was like, like, was like, like, it was like six, seven months. Yeah, yeah quick. It was uh, the Oracle. Okay. Oracle. Because I, I remember friends and doing the Oracle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that was my first that's, time. That's there. why we took Fridays over there because he had Fridays and he was promoting it with shout out to Eddie Hundreds. That's my boy. Yeah, that's that's family right there. He was in the party scene too. Yeah, yeah. So him, <laughs> very talented Not photographer. Great too. photographer. Yeah. You trying to get book IG honeys? Yeah, hit up Eddie Hundreds. <laughs> Eddie Hundreds, yeah. man. Um, so he, um, so we carried those promotions over. You know, we held it down uh, Thursdays, and then Franzen was still holding it down on Fridays. And um, you know, we had you know eventually we built that thing into a monster. It was two floors. Like we'd get like we we click in over like fifteen hundred, twelve, no, uh, two thousand people, and it was it was popping, but. You know, even then, I remember when I back, you know, going back to when I worked at Studio Fifty Four. As soon as I got hired, I was like, "Yo, we should do a Latin night." And li literally, everyone, no joke, like started laughing at me. Mm -hmm. You know, because it, and that was like I said when we talked about it that Latin was. It didn't out of seem town. feasible. No, it no. didn't. It didn't make sense. And I was honestly, just, the music wasn't caught up. No, it wasn't. I don't think it, it was possible at that time. Yeah, maybe it was. I could be wrong, I but mean, I think 
the the amount of music that comes out now in yeah. like in the compared the, to back then the scale of the amount of music that comes out right now yeah. Oh, no, yeah. is insane because i would go into itunes charts in latin cat and i would go to itunes in latin cat like Category. categories Category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and you know five six years <clears throat> ago they had the same fucking songs for like there for like oh yeah for sure we used to have a joke yeah, yeah. um because the latin grammys um where i was like yo they're nominating songs that have been out for like years so like and at that point again pitbull was like the only one putting any shit out even though most of it wasn't in spanish so we used to make fun like hey they should just throw a pitbull concert and just give out awards in between intermissions you know what i'm saying because it felt like he was the only one doing anything at that time so like i I feel like what's going on right now like from what you guys were building and slowly like kind of you know and it seems like like i'm sure there could have been a latin night you know i'm not saying that there wasn't enough music but for Vegas, right now though. is like the prime yeah. to me because it, it's like the level of production, the level of, level of talent that you guys have right now, yeah. and the the artists that you guys have, and just the digital age. The, the you know what I'm saying? Just like the the way the music is getting pumped out and the amount of new music that's coming out. I mean, not only that, but a lot of mainstream artists are using Latin and they're stealing stealing the sound. They've been stealing the sound for the past. I don't know exactly. Yeah. So, so like, I, I'll even touch on that, but. Um, you know, so Oracle, um, you know, built it up. Um, I had a fallout with them. And it was funny because back then, you know, Blue Martini was... Why you keep having fallouts with motherfuckers? Uh, nah, Damn, man. Like, what? What's your thing about you, you know, bro? You know what it is? No, you know what it is? It's just people, um, eventually, when, when we build up an event, you know, Exile was, I think, the best DJ they had in there. But it was political even then. You know, it was friends getting booked to DJ as opposed to people with skills. Mm. And... You that's, know, very, the, that's very Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. so the reason why we keep having a fallout is because people think that they can. Oh, we have we have the people in here, so we don't need we don't need Jason here anymore. We don't need like we don't need Exile. Like yeah, we can put anybody right. in here, the people are going to stay. So basically, no. think it's a plug and play. Once yeah. you once you yeah. build the party up and yeah. it becomes a weekly and it has that reputation, yes, yeah, they're like, okay, <coughs> we don't need Exile, and then we definitely don't need Jason. Yeah, so everyone's just going to keep him? coming here. Yeah, yeah. And, and even back then, I wasn't making what, shit for money. But and I mean, why would they do that? Just to give make more money i mean no it definitely wasn't money because i wasn't making shit over there but it was a it was an ego thing that's why yeah that's why we had a fallout and you know and we've we're cool now but um you know we we when we had that fallout it was funny because blue martini was struggling at the same time it's it's an ego thing because everyone was just putting your face on the party and the club no no honestly that that party was wasn't just me though everybody was contributing to Mm -hmm. that shit but i mean i was to say that i'm not an important piece of it would would, you know it was stupid but you know they still thought they could pull it off which is fine you know hey you know take the promotion you know i left and my my bad my son was being born at that time so i'm like crap i need to find a spot and i fell back on blue martini and it just so happens i hadn't been there in forever that they were struggling as well. We were struggling. I was struggling to find a spot, and I'm like, you know what? Um, they had just switched management right when I got there. You know, shout out to Scott, um, Scott Morrow, uh, Sean Cooper. Um, these guys, you know, were trying to build something because they have successful blue martinis in Florida, mm-hmm. you know, and all these other places. But this one, it was, it was hurting. Just like you know, kind of like we were. We were looking for a spot. We, were, I, I live, I couch surf with him. You know when I was struggling and with Exile, yeah, yeah. with Exile, yeah, I used to catch. That's, how, that's how we got cool. Again. Yeah, that's like, how we got cool. We, we, I mean, I would DJ the after hours at um, 
at Oracle. Yeah. Like, oh, they gave me the slot four to six, and I would do the Latin after hours. And me and him got cool. He's like, yo, man, can I crash with you for five days? Five days since you're like a year. And got cool, bro. Yeah. Like, oh, you're a homie, bro. Go ahead. Let's, let's, you know? Yeah, and so like, I was couch surfing with him, and then. Um, it's like, again, you know, I met like you my, had your own room, man. We got yeah, your yeah. room, man. <laughs> nah, I met my girl, you know. <laughs> you live with the Mexicans. I know how they do. You know how we do. Head to, <laughs> head to <laughs> feet. Hey, on the couch. Yeah. My head, mom cooking head shit. Head to feet. Was it head, head to feet? feet? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> as much as that's funny to imagine. Nah, it wasn't like that. <laughs> it, was bu- it was bunk beds. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Unfortunately, at that time, I met my girl. You know, we had we had our kid, and, you know, shout out to Amanda. I love you, but. And I'm saying that because I have to. No, no, but um, you know, I met her. I moved. I moved with her. But at the same time, we we're just like, you know, he was working. Bro, he worked at Fry's. I don't know if you want me to bring that up. You but like, at Fry's, yeah, yeah, no. But like, it was it was one of those things where he was working minimum wage. Yeah. I was struggling, and you know, we found Blue Martini at the so same time. When was that? What was this? Like, was, this was, no, this was this was six years ago. Six years ago. Yeah, six years ago. 2013. So, yeah, so six years ago. And then, you know, I I'm, walked in. I'm, I'm going to tell you, man, beautiful things happen with motherfuckers who have nothing to lose. Yeah. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? So real like, shit. And for and, real shit. And That's honestly, shit, like, man. and like, there's been times when I've been like at my lowest point and I meet another motherfucker at his lowest point and then we start some shit and yeah. then it becomes some shit. Yeah. And you got nothing to lose, so you end up going for broke. And then when you go for broke, you end up doing some beautiful shit. Yeah. And, and, and there's something about being on top and then losing it all and then building it back up again yeah. yeah it's you're way stronger than any other dude who's just been on a steady incline for the rest of his life Taking the as, same so, as soon as he as soon as he fails he's not going to be able to come back up be, yeah. just because he's been winning all his life yeah. yeah it's it's almost like sometimes what happens with athletes right oh 100 percent. yeah when they when they've just been winning and they've been winners yeah. and they've been like the star all their life and, and then all of a sudden injury, a career relate, injury or whatever you know, like they it, hit a depression yeah, state. depression you, is you real. relate to him too like derrick rose you know, it's, oh, just like, it's just like Paul the George. ideal story, yeah, yeah. just yeah. the ideal comeback story, yeah. you know, in sports. And so that's a great part of your story that you were working at Fry's because it's like, you <laughs> no, know, don't, no, 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 that's like, like that's, that's like, the most best part of the story. Because honestly, I don't really need to hear, hear motherfuckers saying like, yo, I've been winning all my life. Yeah. That's not what oh, this whole right. shit is about. Oh, oh, man. Man. And you got to also understand there's DJs and there's also motherfuckers that listen to this. That think that everything should be on a winning streak and it yeah. should be going like that and it doesn't happen like that. Like, yeah, nah. there are times when you're gonna be at your best and you think it's never gonna end and then it just you lose yeah. everything. Oh, bro, it's, you know what it's I'm happened saying? to us so hit, many times. Hit rock bottom and, and you those, gotta fucking bring yourself back up. Yeah, yeah. those lessons really help in this industry yeah. because uh, every time I go play, I play at a nightclub, I give it a thousand percent. Yeah. Whether it's six people or six thousand. Not that, not that I do six thousand, but you know. Talk your shit. Go ahead. Exactly. <laughs> <It's the> Jedi, <laughs> and not my people. Six people, even. Six people. Well, I'm no, just saying. Like, we've, we've had those rooms before. When they put them on, I feel like when they were putting them on at four a.m., they were setting them up for failure. Mm-hmm. You know, but he he never he never let it stop him from doing his thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's one of those things. It's it's cool, but even heading into Blue Martini that second go around. You know, when we met, you know, Scott and Sean, and they were hungry because they wanted to bring this spot back to life. Yeah. We we just kind of just like you know what. Um, Latin nights suck here right now. Like it was completely empty, and then they had this band, literally, this all-out band playing for like two people, yes, and we're like, you know what? Hey, can we replace that band for some DJs? Because that—that's what Vegas is right now. It's—it's it's DJ driven, 
and you know that's when I, I called I called I remember he was so excited because like I said he hadn't we haven't gotten a, a legit gig mm-hmm. in, a, in a minute y'all with DJ here and there like you know I would do like Friday yeah, no, spots no, but this was I like found. Blue Martini yeah, was like for us was like big time it was yeah. like yo this is the spot so when we first started you know I brought Tommy Lynn in um, you know, Gil Barber was a resident there since it opened. You know, shout out to Gil. Bongos, by the way. Yeah, you know the guy mm-hmm. that was doing the bongos yeah, yeah. at the night you He's were a there. DJ too, yeah. So. yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, our older guy uh, uh, Kone, and it just—I remember our grand opening. It, it, it was perfect because when we relaunched Thursdays over there, um, it was—it um, was the year that uh, I think um, July Fourth landed on a, on a Friday, so people were off on Friday. Yeah. So people were coming out on Thursday. And it was just it was slammed. Perfect storm. Yeah, it just it just all fell in the line. And we didn't expect that, you know, but it just fell in the line and you know, the rest is history. You know, you guys have been to the party and you know So how did management when it first happened like that, how did management receive it? No, I mean, bro, it was they were ecstatic, you know. it's cool because um they're so open minded and you know, they were so accepting and, and willing to listen to our ideas as opposed to even now some of the places that we can work with, you know, they're very um, you know what? Like we know what we're doing. We just want you to bring bodies. It's like, right. yo, that's not my idea as a promoter. As a promoter, I want to create a genuine event and experience for people so they keep coming back. Right. As opposed to, you know, just um, okay, you're on my guest list. Or, are you on? Okay, yeah, you're getting free and then fuck off. You know, like yeah. I, I don't believe in that. And mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and I know there's a lot of other promoters that that follow the same forte. But um, like I said, Blue Martini took off. Like I said, I, I was happy when you guys came by the you know the other day. And it, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm like ha- to add to that, like I love that you were like, "Yo, this is like reminds you of New York. This is fucking dope." That thrills me. Like, yes, like I'm trying to create yeah. that, that um, Picture. that uh, soundtrack, mm-hmm. yeah. that soundtrack, that feeling, everything. Like, wow, bro, this is like this feels like a lot. Like, yeah. wow, so this is what it's about. Yeah. And it excites me. Like, that's dope, man. Well, I mean, never like you were there, right? Yeah. Have you ever seen anything that culturally diverse and that nah, like not, the, in in Vegas ever? Not at all. And you've been here what 15, 16 years? Yeah. Yeah, so, so I mean, mm-hmm. what you guys are doing yeah. is is phenomenal. Like it's groundbreaking. You. you guys yeah, are trailblazing de- something. Right and now. it's awesome yeah. to hear that shit because like, and I don't say that shit to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh like, no, he I does know, not, bro. Yeah. Like, when Trust me. The shit is whack. I say it's whack. Yeah. You know yeah. what yeah. I mean? But that's, like, that's New York shit right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, no. But and, and, you know, I, if it was if it was whack, I wouldn't say anything. I would be like, yo, this is dope. Yeah, and I would never talk about it again. You know, I remember the first time you were there with 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 Darren. Um, like I, I saw like you were literally scoping the place out. You're like, yeah. yo, I've, I've never seen, bro, this is insane. And I'm like, I mean, obviously it didn't happen overnight. I mean, it took, you know, we, we've been there for five and a half years now. And, you know, it wasn't until, you know, now we're, if, if we're going to talk about music now, it Despacito was like the album that, I mean, the, the record that, you know, really put our night over the edge. Right. And that's because. Yeah. Well, it's, I, it's funny you said yeah. that because I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Because when I, so I always talk about DJ Moment, Everyday People, exactly. one of the best parties. I, I put them as a staple party right now. One of their go-to records was WizKid. And, it, and that song was so big, it became the anthem of that night, of their party. Yeah. Which record? And I, uh, it was, Adju- Adju- I can't pronounce it, Ajibuela? Yeah. Ajibuela? O-B-J-U-W-R-E-L? Yeah, it's an Afro B. I love Afro B, by the way. Oh, my God. Yes. So many motherfuckers are gonna, so many Nigerians are gonna kill me right now. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh shit! Ladies and gentlemen, no. <laughs> damn, he came Yo, in with this shit. He came in, man. He came in. Hard. I'm, I'm not the only dude that uh, that can't pronounce it, but no, I mean, I'm, I'm oh, yeah, bastardizing. I'm sorry. My apologies. But that became that WizKid track became the anthem of that party. Yeah, like the yeah. theme. You know oh, what which, I'm saying? Which party? 
uh, it was everyday people. Yeah. Everyday yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. So I was wondering, what was this? If there was a song, and you're saying it, I'm. I would say Despacito was what three, two, three years ago, two years ago, uh, yeah. 2017. Well, I mean, if we're talking about the the Bieber cut, I mean, it came out what like a year after the original yeah. came out. So but 2016 was the, it was the year. us at we started playing it when Daddy Yankee first jumped on the remix because yeah. that was we the first remix. It. it was dope. And yeah. Then, then Justin Bieber jumped on. Yeah. Like, what? But yeah. honestly, what? and he's speaking Spanish. What? That's yeah. that's what really like put you know flip the promotion over on its head because it's not like all of a sudden latinos just started listening to latin music and we're busy of course not you know no. now That's all why of a sudden important that we, it's been big it's yeah just so now everybody you know everybody else you know all other you know demographics are now the sudden like oh i like this i like this shit and then you then you hear other song other reggaeton songs and you, you compare it to that song you're like oh this sounds just like despacito i like this and the next you know they're sticking around the whole night and yeah you know the party just kind of stuck from so you there. think that record like, really created awareness I, I for think, other people in that i mean it yeah. definitely Latin. brought reggaeton back like yeah. just, yeah, just the was, latin reggaeton sound one. back yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. it definitely brought it back yeah. and then other like jay balvin hits started to follow yeah, after yeah, that. Did, like you said yeah. danza cuadro was a hit but like it didn't have what yeah. despacito had yeah like the I don't just know. Danza like, Godot was like an individual thing, though. Yeah, it was just like a. Yeah. It was like it was kind of. It's that one off. It was a part of the movie. Yeah. It just was kind of like it was a big thing, and it was yeah. it was up tempo. So and there was, was like, a, there was another house record that was killing it too. Is it Baila? Baila. Bailar? Bailar. Dioro. Yeah. By Dioro and Elvis Crespo. Yeah. No, that that song. I mean, it was it was cool, but it wasn't. It wasn't. I would say. No, actually, that song that song came out before Despacito. Yeah, yeah. I would say Despacito Mi Gente definitely helped even more. I was like, oh, what? And that's when the collabs just started. Yeah, Mi Gente was a remix, right? Of well, it's originally from Willie William. Exactly. Yeah. French. He's a French. I love Afrobeat. By the way, I think that's the next wave. World music. I think that's the next. I mean, Afrobeat. Whether it's like Indian music, Latin music. I think that's the next wave. But yeah, Willie William was. Is a French dude, and yeah. guy, his parents are from Africa, but he's the one that originally made the beat. Mm-hmm. And Jay Bava's people probably and they heard took it like a year later. They they um we did it right. Yeah, yeah that's what Jay Bava jumped on it. And yeah. just, I think that's why I respect Jay Bava so much is because I mean it felt like uh, before he started putting out his own stuff, he was just jumping on other people's shit and making it hot. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, like when he jumped on the Sorry Rem- I don't know if you guys knew that um, Justin Bieber Sorry Remix with Jay Bava on it. That album was, I mean, that that record was. Was was dope, and then you know he jumped on the unforgettable track with with French Montana, oh, yeah. and then you know really helped a lot. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. Like he really started. He really yeah. loved Jay He's kind of doing. He kind of did like what Drake was doing. Yeah, jumping on different people tracks and like blowing them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and blowing yeah. the sound up. So, yeah. You know what's funny is that um, when when Drake first came out with the Romeo Santos track. A lot of people don't even know that song exists. I mean, the oh, people right. that are new to the wave right now. That song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that song was ahead of its time. Like, I really think if Audio came out now, it would be like a multi-platinum yeah. hit. Audio yeah. came out 2014. Yeah, too. Audio. That's crazy. But he did a lot with a lot of. He, he was on a lot of Wizkid records too that never yeah. popped off. He sang but. in Spanish, bro. Yeah, but he's like because he actually sang in Spanish. Like, yeah, it was actually that was a big deal. Uh, I mean, yeah. he was dude. It was big in like like. In Afro Beats, when he was on like Come Closer and all of these yeah. Wiz Kid records, those yeah. are but they were huge like overseas, they weren't huge over here, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. there's tons of records where he did that, you know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, I want to know what was in the 2000s, 13s, 14s, 13, to 15s, what were y'all playing? All right, so 2012, like I said, that Colombian sound comes out, that Colum- that Colombian four chord, mm-hmm. um, thing, thing. So, what were the records? It like, was Jay Bobbin, Ivamos. Uh, that's what vamos, uh, that, vamos, that was the bit. 
Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, Seis de la Mañana, 6 a.m. with Farruko. Yeah. That's that one. Um, and they all have the same, same, like, same beat. Oh, man. 6 a.m. is such a good record. It's, like, yeah. it's like it's that a, 85, 80 BPM. I right? do yeah, too, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I speed it up, though. That's why. Yeah. I think I it's too slow. I'm like, fuck that. That shit, man. That shit is fucking so sexy. So that was big. And 2000, J Bobbin, definitely. Farruko. And. Nicky Jam, there's a history of a little bit about Nicky Jam. Nicky Jam's from Puerto Rico. You guys already probably might know that. Mm-hmm. He was hot. He actually moved to Colombia because he had uh, drug problems. Um, and Jay he Bobbin, moved to Colombia because he had drug problems. Well, yeah, he jumped, <laughs> right, right, right. He jumped into the wrong fucking. I know, country. I know, I know. But he he, uh, he found a, well, he found a girl out there that really helped him. You know, like into rehab and whatnot. That's crazy. Right, I know, right. And Jay Bobbin really helped him. That's where he came out with El Perdón. Mm-hmm. That that that's mm-hmm. with Enrique Iglesias. Yeah. And that's what like bro brought Nicky that, Jam back. Cause Nicky Jam's old school. He's he's an OG. He's been out for a minute, oh. bro. Yeah. I think Billboard Magazine did a cover story about that. Um, yeah. Nicky Jam and um, how he fell off and how he came back. Yeah. And like it, the whole it, thing it, you just yeah, said, everything yeah. you mentioned. Yeah. yeah. So those records were like Nicky Jam, Jay Bobbin, Farruko, like that little like four chord or you know. That, that was hot right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, Land Trap was hot, um, but it was very underground. Like, if you, like it was very underground. I mean, B- Bad Bunny is like the face of Latin Trap, right? Yeah. I would say yeah. so. But yeah. actually, Anuel is first. See, they were coming up at the same time. The mm-hmm. problem was Anuel got locked up, yeah. and Bad Bunny was like, yo, I got it. <laughs> like, yeah. wow. I know that's the problem. Like, you know, you got you did some dumb stuff, and you got locked up. But, um, and then... Yeah, the yeah. Latin Trap history. wave, man. 2016. Bad Bunny's definitely... Overnight six. Not that he's over. How do I say? He's bro. Just he come out of nowhere, bro. Like yeah. he's he's from like the rural parts of Puerto Rico. He's not even from the city, bro. He just he has no history. Two years ago, he was working at a grocery store, and just he he jumped on a track. He didn't even have that many followers. DJ Luyan, he shot a smile all the time. Found him on Instagram. He had like eight hundred followers, bro. I was like I like his sound. This is the next guy, and that's it. Wow, that's, bro. For real, he has no history. He has no like no history. Nothing. But mm-hmm. I love that. Regga- uh, Latin pe- Latin music it sticks together they, like that reggaeton song by Jay Bovin mm-hmm. he pays in his song he pays homage to all the old school reggaeton guys and Jay Bovin I mean uh, and so does Bad Bunny bro they all praise all these guys man that's what's yeah. really dope and what there's no really beefs not, not like, so it's like no old school like they're not beefing about the old school reggaeton artists no man no. they they bro they like Daddy Yankee Tell Calderon I mean dude they gotta stick together I mean it's so <laughs> yeah. it's still so small yeah, it is, it's yeah. not like yeah. hip hop is so big right now that mm-hmm. there's like there's room for like people to hate on each other yeah 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 <laughs> like Latin they really gotta like <laughs> yeah. stick, stick together, together. yeah I because it's, it's, of, it's yeah. a it's yeah. such a it's like this is the first time people are looking at and I don't mean all people. I mean like the mainstream. Mm. They're actually looking at Latin music like, oh shit, reggaeton's like it's actually it's like hip hop. It's here to stay. Yeah, like it's it's gonna be something that evolves and grows with Just the music like, industry and yeah. in the yeah. mainstream market. You know, it's yeah. funny. I actually had like a, a debate with with Cybercare like a year plus ago when oh, this e- is, this should be an interesting when EDM was kind of dying. <laughs> when EDM was kind of dying, I said, "Yo, Latin's gonna take over that slot." And he said, "You're fucking crazy. Look at EDC, blah blah blah." And now we're kind of seeing that. Like, well, I don't think it it it, it has. Like, I don't know if it's taken over. It's the established slot. itself. It, yeah. It's kind you of filling that void. If if you have Cardi B or Suna, Bad Bunny, getting booked at Chaos, one of the biggest clubs by the Open, and Lollapalooza and uh, major festivals over the bigger. Uh, EDM DJs. I mean, it says something. But they got EDM DJs at Chaos too, man. <sighs> they, yeah, they got like Skrillex. 
They got squillies. They got oh, marshmallow. Marshmallow. Speaking of marshmallow. Cascade. Cascade. <laughs> Above and beyond. But um, <laughs> well, with that pressure being put on, like the shit, the way I see it, do you guys feel pressure that you guys got to fulfill that voice sometimes? Uh, and what, what, I mean, what, 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 what do you mean the voice? Like the Latin, the Latin, like the Latin uh, movement is kind of, I think it's gonna fill that EDM void. It's gonna take over that. What he's talking about. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I don't. He's always clouded. <laughs> let him be. Let him be. Yo, he always clouded. Let him be. Let him be. Like when I'm driving, I'm listening to the podcast. My brother, be roasting Jamie. I be laughing. Let me break stuff. down. Let me break down your question real quick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he's calling me stupid, by the way. But go I'm ahead. Not, oh, not, right. not. <laughs> let me break down your question. So you're saying that the Latin, the the Latin wave or the Latin yes. music that's come out. Has been filling the void of no, EDM. no, no. The Latin, it's gonna feel that, like that downfall of the, the EDM. EDM gonna fall off in the Latin. Yeah, that's Latin gonna fill that gonna void. Come up. That fill that slot, basically. Is what I'm saying. I think it's too early I don't, to I say I that. I think it's. My I don't think there's. I don't think there's. I, don't know. I see it. I, I don't think there. So you're saying there's gonna be like a huge EDM wave that's that a Latin wave that's exactly like EDM. No, you see, uh, EDM is falling off, right? Yes or no? It's been it's been okay. it's so, been on the decline. Yeah, it's been decline. Yeah. And Latin music is on the incline. Yeah, it's coming up. So I think it's gonna take over that slot. Oh, gotcha. But there is no slot. You're just saying pop music in general. Know that that I feel what like it's slot too, is I there. feel what like it's two different about? lanes, yeah. man. Yeah, it's not the same. It's just, I don't know. I, I know no what slot. you're trying to say though, I but it's. Just, I mean, if if we're if we're essentially it's like saying, it's like it's like it's like saying, like EDM is pepper. And you're yeah. like, okay, no one's ever gonna need pepper anymore. Well, then, then we're gonna as much. Now we're gonna put paprika there, and it's yeah. just like it doesn't make any. Sense. It's just like, well, people are gonna need pepper. <laughs> I don't you know. know what I mean? <laughs> EDM is still gonna exist. The only thing is that EDM yeah. has been taking from la- a lot of mainstream pop records have been taking from reggae and reggaeton. Yes. They've been taking the drum patterns, and they've been taking. Obviously, that's why Mumbaton evolved from right. Yep. And they've been taking this, just taking that whole sound, the drum patterns, everyone from Bieber. And we started hearing it with like Sorry, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you've been hearing it from like DJ Snake, Diplo, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Diplo, and yeah. all of that. Mm-hmm. And you know, so yeah. yeah. And he's been taking from you know like everybody, my, yeah. you know. To, to piggyback off him a little bit, a lot of people think a lot of nightclubs and whatnot think that um it might be a wave. I think it depends now compared to two thousand, the early two thousands, is demographics. How many Latinos live in the United States? Yeah. Like you guys are from New York. You guys have a lot of a big. Latino population. Mm-hmm. Latin parties have been big in LA, Texas, Miami, New York. I yeah. think Vegas is a small, a smaller city, or in Chicago too, that mm-hmm. more Latino population comes in, it becomes more of a norm. Kind of like in, like you guys are from New York and you're from LA, mm-hmm. you, uh, people, yeah, just people, uh, um, people of, um, have to learn how to speak a little bit of Spanish a little bit. You guys might know a couple of words because of so many, the so many Latinos live the demographic, mm-hmm. and Cause that's because you, you guys won't stop fucking. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> What's the condom? Yeah, <laughs> my man. <laughs> oh, guys, oh my God. God. no, Darren, shut up. <laughs> oh, no, I had a question for both of you guys. Maybe By the way, Darren, so. when Darren's at your party, he's completely the dude who's oh, trying to no. steal all your resources. No, yes. Yeah. He's trying to steal all the, the dope We've been there together. It's Colon- the colonizing. It's colonizing. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, say that. don't say that. Don't say that. Don't, you, don't ever use that word. Colonizing. colonizing. <laughs> it's horrible. It's um, horrible word. Lord, yes. bro. I got a question. So yes, when you hear like a mainstream artist hop on Latin music, the, how do you feel about that? Like, is it something that you embrace or you think it's like... I think, and we, you go first, we're, we're talking about this. It's just, I, I don't mind... Uh-huh. I mean, obviously, me personally as a as a listener, yeah, I think it bothers me more when DJs 
Uh, I mean, when you hear a track on the radio, you hear the whole track. You yeah. know, on the same thing online, whatever. But like, I, I fucking hate, you know, when DJs, you know, take a Latin song with a with an English feature and just completely cut all the Latin out of it. It, it just it, like you it just like, mentioned, um, mi gente with Beyonce. Yeah, I hate yeah. when I hate oh, yeah. when yeah. DJs yeah. put me like. Well, first of all, mi gente is a huge track. I mean, we can all agree on that, yeah, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, for us in the Latino community, mi gente is a, is a prime spot track. So when people played in their opening set with only the Beyonce verse, I feel like is isn't doing the song right. like any isn't you're not giving any respect to the track, you know, right. considering how big it is. And you know, I could give a shit about Beyonce's verse on that track, anyways. Right. But you know, I, I think it. I don't mind people jumping on features. I mean, the one feature I think that's ever bothered me was the Will Smith feature on on fucking <laughs> Mark Anthony and Bad Bunny shit. Que rico. Bro, I I, I hated I it because it, it felt like it was more of a parody as opposed to a genuine like attempt to make a Latin yeah. song. Yeah. You know, and I I, I what I, song was this? Um, que rico. Yes. Que rico. Last year he performed out, right? it at yeah, the yeah. he performed it at the Latin Grammys yeah. to open and, the show. Know, bro, and even at the Latin Grammys, you could tell Will Smith was kind of fucking around with it, and yeah. I hated uh, that. Bro, I, my I, wife loves. I hate. Well, I she likes Will Smith. It's not because she does like. I don't think he was mocking it I just think that's Will Smith it just like, came out it's cornball I know he's it came out like that yeah, yeah no honestly, I think it's I know kind it's of corny. like a cornball yeah I'm not saying I, mean? I took yeah, offense yeah. to it but I'm saying it's just like uh. if you really listen to that song like it just like like they cut it out all the time they cut Will Smith's part out every I do, time yeah, I have it out of place that Bunny's part and just it just sounds so out of place there's a lot of songs like that where we cut motherfuckers out and they fucked it up yeah I mean I don't know how you feel as a DJ when people do I like it because it gives us more like more clout, more credit. Like it, people listen to. Okay, well, Beyonce. I'm a big Beyonce fan. I'm gonna listen to it. Or yeah. I'm a Cardi B fan. But by the way, shout out to Cardi B for not forgetting her Dominican oh, roots. Yeah, That's definitely. fucking dope, man. Yeah. Like, cause a lot of people, J Lo. She lost it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, with J Lo, she she didn't come up as an artist. Yeah, no, like she, she was a dancer yeah, dancing, and an yeah. act. Like I think she just hopped on the wave of like well, singing. Even then, and a lot of people right. forgot. Like a lot of people forgot the rules. Now they want to be Latino again. Like oh, now yeah. you want to be. Latino, yeah, I think right? that's what bothers but me. But it, it's a different <laughs> time too. too. Like right. it's also that she yeah. came up in a market where, you know what I mean? Where like it just you couldn't yeah. survive by just being. Uh, a, yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, her first big break was Selena. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You I mean, actually got to give J Lo props because at some at at one point or another she was the only Latin, Latin, Latin representation in the music scene, in the movie scene. Yeah, you're right about that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's no. like you it's almost just, didn't have no, anybody. Respect you know what I'm saying? For sure. yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, but I know what you mean, but yeah, I just yeah, think you know now what? is the time where you can really kind of like, where everyone can kind of just, it doesn't have to be whitewashed pretty much. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Where there's a, a, a larger market out there that where you can be authentic and you can keep it real and, and you can be yourself. Yeah. And thank yeah, goodness that you know Cardi. I don't. I don't even think Cardi B could have survived at a time when Jennifer Lopez was around, like in the early two thousands nah, and shit like that. Nah. It would. It yeah, would have been crazy. Yeah, she was frowned upon. Like, oh, who's this chick? Like, she's wild. Like, she's crazy. <laughs> yo, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Why do you think? Why do you think she's surviving? I mean, why do you think she's big? Because a lot of girls can relate to her. Or? I think social media really, really helped her because people like saw her lot before she people. was rapping. So yeah. when she kind of made it, you wanted to see her win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like. I think the females just got behind that. People, people got behind people that. People are attracted to the ratchetness. Yeah, because and that's how I knew about her from this. It's reminiscent yeah. to mm-hmm. like the like the Jerry Springer, like yeah. uh, Maury Povich, Maury Povich, like, yeah. like yeah. just that drama of like 
motherfuckers going off, flipping the table, throwing chairs, throwing chairs, and drama, the drama. Yeah, and then that it's went so into like who's the baby father? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm saying that went to like the whole hip, you know, loving hip hop, yeah, mm-hmm. reality show, and that whole drama and shit, yeah. that whole extraness. Like, she went from know. being the loud, annoying stripper yeah. to loving hip hop yeah. to having a banger, the number one number one singer to yeah. winning Grammys, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Like I said, I mean, I actually, when I Like It came out, I was I was actually genuinely happy because, I yeah. mean, even though she's rapping in English, I mean, it, it felt like a Latin song. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the J Balvin was on it, Bad yeah. Bunny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what's record, funny? You know? I remember when that song first came out, I wanted to watch the video on YouTube. I, I read the comments and people were talking hella shit. Just like, hey, you know, wh- oh, this song's great except for the Spanish parts. And I was like, yo, you don't realize that was the point right. of this yeah. fucking she's track. Was, was, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. You did, I think people at that point still hadn't realized that she's not black. Right. I mean, people people thought she was, you know, yeah. you know, people yeah. didn't know she was a um, she was Latina, you know. So it's Dominican, right? Yeah, she's Dominican heritage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. half. I think she's Trinidad too. Half and half. Well, I think so. Okay. She's full Dominican. I think she's full. Okay, she's I think shout to her, man. That's dope. Yeah, she really helps push it because she's hot up on so many remixes, man. Like with Osuna, she sang all in Spanish too, and yeah. uh, with mm-hmm. Alpha, which is that Dembo, yeah. Dembo dude, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Yeah. and also to like add, that add like to relatable, why Cardi B so relatable too, like with Latin artists, like how they're dressing too, how Daddy Yankees is dressing in 0506. Yeah, now it's all that like supreme, like or like J Balvin's in really involved in European fashion. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if you watch his Insta- or see his Instagram. Anuel, he's into that like hype stuff and. Yeah. Um, What's it called? Or Osuna too? Like mm-hmm. he's he's uh, GQ, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Bad yeah. Bunny, mm-hmm. he his fashion is left field, but it's it's very urban and, and a lot of like hype like kids who are growing up. Oh, who's Bad Bunny? I mean, he just is dope. You know, he's got like the weird stuff like that. So yeah. I think fashion really helps to bring the Latino culture to the American audience yeah. or, or as a definitely. world audience. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Balvin's line right now, I guess, is popping. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, it's popping. Oh, yeah. So yeah, definitely mm-hmm. that. I mean, that's just them capitalizing off of. Oh yeah, <laughs> as they should. That's that's yeah. American. Yeah. That's corporate big corporations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's capitalizing yeah. off of the Latin uh, yeah. market, yeah. pretty much, yeah, and definitely. they're just feeding into it. Um, I actually want to go into the different sounds. So, like Vegas, obviously, the way you DJ and the soundtrack that you create in the nightclub, right? It's very different than how it would sound in Texas, or no? Uh, yes, and New York. And New York. I, yeah. I know, obviously, New York. Yeah. Anywhere in the East Coast is going to be completely yeah. different from the West. But even so, yeah, the Latinos, know, yeah. when we talk, like I, talk, I did you with a lot of uh, Latinos who are from New York, you know, yeah. a lot of Dominicans or Puerto Ricans or, you know, Venezuelans or whatever. Mm-hmm. They did you a lot differently, too. And Texas, definitely. Um, I remember I was I was booked out in Houston, and the guy's like, yo, man, kill it. Just don't do cumbia. And I'm like, well, he, I'm like, it's Texas. This is where Selena's from. I said, fuck it. I'm going to do it anyways. Bro. <sighs> I was like, what? Really? This is like, what? This? He goes, bro, go back to the, the, the hot shit. I'm like, damn, all right. I but t- why is that? I said, I'm seeing, the, that's why I went back to like the bridge. I'm seeing, or the gap where like, you know, uh, it's just young, old, it, it was very, it was a that's lot of old. younger dudes. Like, oh, Columbia, like, damn, what's my mom used to listen to this? I'm out. Uh, like, yeah. that's why you mentioned when you grew up in the, I mean, when you woke up in the morning, you heard your, uh, your parents bumping the stuff. And it reminds you of that. It's like, yeah. oh, this is my parents' stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah so. And then uh, New Yorkers too. They uh, East Coast. Um, they slam a lot of records. Like just same with uh, Latin. Like they from the top. Everything from the top. And they and a lot of mic presence. I talked to a lot of New Yorkers and a lot of Latin DJs in New York use controllers. They don't use turntables or uh, uh, CDJs. Yeah, don't because because uh, Latin music has so many BPMs with salsa. It's live instruments. So like you know it's it's, it's a blend over. Yeah, a lot, I don't know. It's, it's, that's yeah, like a lot of New York like New York DJs bro use controllers 
it's like you know I mean, so uh, they're just dropping it from the one, and they yeah, using a lot of mic presence, a, a lot, lot of mic, mic presence. Game, yeah. I learned a lot yeah. from that. Shout mm-hmm. out to AJ too. I learned a lot of mic presence from him. What to say in Spanish, and mm-hmm. I learned. I, I watched him a lot because he's a New Yorker. I'm like, oh man, this shit gets people popping or gets people hype. But I kind of you know went my own. Way. I, I got his stuff and twisted it and went my own thing, you know. Yeah. But a lot of mic presence and just dropping it from the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed a lot, lot a lot from New York DJs, mm-hmm. Latino New York DJs mm-hmm. versus West Coast. I know you guys mentioned on an episode before we blend a lot. I blend a lot. I don't drop. Yeah. I only drop uh, tracks from the top. And I'm like, hold up. I want to know where all my Latinos at. If you speak Spanish, blah, blah, blah. Then I'll drop a record that has like f- noticeable, you know, yeah. like four notes at, right from the top. Mm-hmm. But New Yorkers do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I like their style. I think it's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's typical like New York, like party even, rocking. Even hip hop DJs was like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I think it kind of almost stems from reggae maybe even a little bit. Just dropping it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. I and think it's a lot of mic work yeah. with mm-hmm. the with the selector yeah. and the MC and uh, definitely uh, what do you call it? Um, I want to go into uh, a little bit about the party that you guys have right now, and then what you guys are about to do. So you guys are doing Thursdays at yeah, Blue so, Martini. So we do Thursdays and which, Fridays. Which I, if anyone's in Vegas on a Thursday. Uh, I would go to fucking Blue Martini. That's the place to be, strip. man. Yeah, it's yeah. off the strip. In order than hookah. Yeah, it's just, it's just some, <laughs> it's, it's some for everybody on that night, man. And, you know, we do Latin nights on Fridays, too. Um, you know, it's a little less known. I think the people that don't want the craziness of Thursdays, because, mm-hmm. like I said, you guys are there. Yeah. It's crazy, you know. So I uh, like to come out on Fridays. It's, it's a good, it's just as good as a party. It's just not as, you know, not as fucking, you know, insane. And then, um, you know, we, we started, um, I think our first, so now, you know, we're talking about how far along we've came. You know, we established Blue Martini. You know, Blue Martini is just this great party. And now, you know, industry people, you guys, and, you know, nightclub executives and hosts are coming in. And they're like, wow, this Latin thing could be like, this This, this could be in a club, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, shout out to Richard Candido, um, you know, from from Hakkasan Group. He, um, he came through a party of ours and he was just like, yo, I'm, this is sexy. You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing about Latin music when it comes to filling up a room. It's it's sexy. You mm-hmm. know, it's you know, no matter what you're playing, it's, it's it just feels like the energy is very, um, you know, something you just want to grind a girl. You know, mm-hmm. it's just so <laughs> essentially, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm not saying in the club, but I mean, but essentially, you know, Richard came by and he's just like, yo, like, you know, this is dope. And, you know, we kind of stopped talking for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, you know, Mexican. All right. So in here in Vegas. The major Latin weekends are um, um, Latin billboards. April. Uh, in um, in April, uh, Cinco de Mayo, where uh, there's oh, Canelo's like always fighting. And, yeah. And, mm-hmm. You know, um, Mexican Independence, which is in September, and then Latin Grammys is out. You know, out here every year. So uh, Latin is, Grammys. Uh, in oh, November, and, and, and January, uh, we have Cali Bash. And, and Cali Bash, which is like an EDC of like all Latin yeah, artists. Cali Bash that. has done a good job of uh, bringing up all the top artists and throwing one big show, which is always good, but. So essentially, because you know these major nightclubs like programming around those weekends, you know, just like the hotels always book like Vincente Fernandez and yeah. uh, Romeo Santos and Enrique Iglesias is always at Caesars. So these are the weekends they choose to bring these artists. So mm-hmm. now, I think Richard and and Hakusan Group were the first ones to be like, you know what, like why don't we cater to this crowd? You know, mm-hmm. they're gonna be in town. Like, why, let's do it. You know. So I really think in the beginning it was supposed to be a one off, you know, um, just just to cater to it. But you know. Essentially, they, they put us in for the first time. We were nervous. I know Exile was nervous. Where, 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 uh, it was where, at Omnia. Omnia, uh, at okay. Omnia it was, you know, we created um, 
um, we, we sat down with Hakusan Group. We all came up with the uh, concept of the sale Latin Sundays and um, our first event, grand opening, man, we, it was a home run. It was, Dope. you know, it was on the terrace up, 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 up top of the uh, It was a little scary uh, hearing reggaeton on big speakers. I've never heard reggaeton yeah, on, it's just, on that I, big. I'm obviously, like, I'm you like, guys man, it's kind of weird, bro. I'm used to hearing just hip-hop, top yeah, 40, and yeah. EDM. I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, this was kind of weird. Am I doing good, man? He goes, bro, just chill. I'm like, nah, yeah. man, I don't know. This sounds weird. <laughs> like, I've never heard of Obviously, you guys club. know these nightclubs have, like, the most premier sound systems in them, so... You know, we're not accustomed to hearing them just come out so fresh. You know, like a real shit. I mean, Blue Martini, no, serious? Yo, Blue Martini, no offense. It took it took a few years for Blue Martini to get up to par with the sound system. But God, that sounds so sad, guys. Yeah, I mean, no real shit. <laughs> These guys are like, we yeah. never really heard reggaeton on like function hey, ones. No, like, on function one speakers, hey, yo. That's just it's a testament to just how far it's came. But, yeah. you know, we, we knocked it out and of the park. you guys leveled up. Yeah. And then, so, that was your first party on the strip first major nightclub how yeah. do you navigate those parties knowing that it's going to be mixed with you know with uh like mainstream las vegas strip tourists and shit like uh, that. like tourists i mean local i mean tourists tourists people in well, town that, for the so week. so that weekend you know <laughs> honestly we it was thanks for clearing that up <laughs> I know, yeah i know, I, know, I, know. <laughs> I thought i thought it was clear when i just hey, said tourists okay. yeah. whatever <laughs> never said more yeah, whatever it. never said uh, so that weekend it was easy because it was the clientele was in town you know, it's not. It wasn't like a random weekend where it's just a bunch of random tourists. Yeah, but I mean, like when you guys continued to party. Yeah, when we continued you, it, I mean, did you ex- navigate through it differently, Exile? Did you? Do you I, mix I told, it up? To, do you play to, some hip hop? To this day, man, I talked to him last night. Oh man, it's hard, bro. Because I see like fifteen Asians. I see black. I see Latino. I'm like, damn, I gotta go three, four records Latin, then go to hip hop, go to this. It, it, it is. It is hard creating that soundtrack. It is. Um, but I learned a lot within the, all the, the the time we've been there and being on the strip. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, that it's, was. It is. It is it's different. Versus Blue Martini, it's ninety percent Latinos. Yeah, if you ain't listen to Latin, get the fuck easier. out. You know, like. Right. But here it's like shit. I gotta make. I gotta get these people drinking. I gotta get them going. What mm-hmm. kind of Latin am I gonna play too? If I play like too deep in the cuts, mm-hmm. like they'd be like, "Oh man, this is not familiar at all." You know. Mm-hmm. So it, it was. It was a little difficult. Well, it, it has it has been easier as that promotion went on. It went it got easier and easier. I mean, it's still I'm not saying it's easy, period. But I'm saying um, as Latin music became more familiar and more mainstream, yeah. you it know, he could get away with playing more Latin music because mm-hmm. people were becoming familiar you know accustomed it. to it. You right. know, so um, you know that that was like our big break. You know, with 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 um, with the Omnia promotion, and you know that's that was our first big event on the strip and. That led into our first big artist that we ever worked with, which was Bad Bunny, and that that event in Exile will tell you that's still our favorite event to like this day because and it's that night that you were referring to when we were talking earlier. It was at Dre's. Yeah, yeah. it was at Dre's. Um, you know, it was it's it's funny because um, as a promotions company, obviously, well, any promoter, ideally, when you're promoting something, you need time. You know, you need time to network, get people to come in, and you know, time is 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 very important and. You know, I'm I'm literally I I've gotten fucked up the night before, and I wake up and I get a call from Dustin Dre and you know shout out Dustin Dre that's the homie but, um, it's funny because you know me and him have never spoken like that before for him to call me you know and I'm just like you know what you know what the hell does Dustin Dre want you know yeah. like you know what's going on with that and you know he called me he's just like hey uh, I got Bad Bunny in two days you know. I, we had I, I three. We had three. No, it was. Stop. I still say two days, bro. Because by the time we got the flyer, it was two days. It's so like, it sounds better with two days. Yeah, it does sound better. So <laughs> forty-eight yeah, hours. Roll with me. Um, so he's like, "Yo, I got two days for Bad Bunny. Um, can you do it? You know?" And I, I said, "Fuck it. You know, let's let's run it on a Wednesday." Yeah, on a Wednesday too. You know, it was Latin Billboards last year, almost a year ago, and um, you know, Maria um, 
you know, Maria opened and Maria did a, a hell of a job. Maria Romano, you know, shout out to her. And um, it was the first time that we really realized how much people fucked with us. To have two days and fill Dre's up on a day they're normally closed, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like we capitalized off of their foot traffic because nobody knew they were even open. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the was up, it like on a Tuesday or something? No, it was on Wednesday. A Wednesday, and yeah. they're not open that day. So for us to to really make that party what it was, I mean, obviously it wasn't just us. I mean, the draw of ba- have Bad Bunny was, you yeah, know, yeah. that was a draw. But I mean, you still need to let people know that Bad Bunny's yeah. going to be there. So I think that was the first event that. Um, really, we really, we realized just, it was fucking packed. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. there. It was fucking, it was packed. It all, and that was like I said, that was that was on a couple, no, three days. I mean, two or yeah, three yeah. days, bro. Like it was, it's it's crazy that we pulled it off. And ever since yeah. then, you know, me and Dustin have been, you know, good friends. But this is last year, right? Yeah, last year, April, less than April, a year ago. Last year, yeah. yeah. Latin, um, uh, Latin billboards last year. Yeah, and it, so, was, yeah. it was a little different. I've not, I never opened up for a major artist like that, so I didn't know. I know not to play his hits, obviously, but I didn't know. I was like, shit, what do I do? Do I play like a regular Latin party? Do I keep it mellow before he comes out? And I'll, he said, like, I don't think I did it. I didn't do a bad job. I, I know I now. Because I've opened up for, I opened up for um, other artists. And I, I'm like, man, I'm killing it now. You know, whatever. But back then, I was like, man, what the fuck was I playing? Like, I was playing like, I was like, it just sounded, it's, well, like you I said. You said you were there. What did you think of the of the whole vibe of the party while The vibe you were there? was dope. There was a, another headlining dude, though. I forgot. He's a it big was name. A- Alex Sensation. Alex Sensation, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he, it was dope. I mean, I, it was good. I thought Bad Bunny's set was a little long. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah it took forever to get on it. I Wait, to get on or, or his no, set? No, no. His, his set, set his was like 45 minutes. Yeah. And at the time, I probably knew of like three of his songs. Yeah, he didn't have an yeah. album out yet. Yeah. yeah. yeah, so, yeah. He, so he had like, he was just, he kept performing on and on. And I think. I think that's probably what it was is because your unfamiliarity with who yeah, was performing. Yeah. For us, we were like, yo, this yo, is fucking. Yeah, this is awesome. I only knew like three <laughs> songs, but. Yeah. Was it yeah. Ross 1 DJ that night too? No. no, no, it was just Maria and oh, okay. yeah. Maria and Exile. Yeah. Like, okay, no. yeah, no, no, I was like, I think Ross was in town. Yeah, I think we were hanging out together actually. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, he had done Dre's around that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. now nah, he was with me that night, and I think we were checking it out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. we were like big fans of Crippy Kush and all that shit. And yeah. Then, yeah, yeah, but I thought it was a little long. And then, but uh, yeah, it was, yeah that, that party was insane. Yeah, that that party was was what established it as people realizing like. Yo, and I was like shazamming a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that was the that was the event where people, even in the industry, you know, that came through, they were just like, "Wow, this this is fucking like this is legit." Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, because there was even people that didn't know anything about Bad Bunny that showed up and they were, they thought he put up a, a good performance and you know they knew we were behind the turnout and you know it's you know that was the first one I was just like, okay, I think these guys are capable of pulling this off. And then you know as time goes on, the year goes on. Now you know, like I said, we're doing. Um, you know, I think my favorite event outside of that one was um, our DeSeo one-year anniversary at Omnia. It was the first time that we were in the main room. Mm-hmm. And oh, you guys wow, know the, the, the main room in, in Omnia is, is something, it's, it's gorgeous. It's mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. huge. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's big. The lights, the chandelier. And obviously we... So had, you were typically doing the Sunday party in the side room, which in the is side room the heart of ter- Omnia, right? On the terrace, yeah, yeah. Either one of those. But now now it's strictly in the, in the heart, but... Um, yeah, that was the first one where. So that was your one year anniversary, and you did it in the big main room. Yeah, and yeah. that that event w- felt good because it was an event that that we had you know started from scratch. Yeah, yeah. So it felt like your baby like was graduating into a whole uh-huh. other thing. Like yeah. real shit. I mean, I mean, I embrace these promotions that much, you know, and 
you know, to see him. I mean, because he's I'm about he's, to say he was headlining that night. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. You know, to see my friend. You know, of so many years. You know, just like we were talking about earlier. You know, about how he worked at Fry's. You know, to mm-hmm. see him getting pictures in front of the chandelier where. You know Calvin Harris plays and all these big DJs yeah. plays was was a big moment for me too. You yeah, know, yeah. and it was big for him. You know, but it was it was it was a beautiful thing to see and you know for him to drop certain tracks were just because it was Mexican Independence. You yeah. know, it was our one year anniversary and um, you know he dropped Vin- Vincente Fernandez and literally it was, it was a ED, that was the main song it was, was the EDM remake. It, it dropped to the original into an EDM build up. And yeah, was, it was all oh, everybody was singing all, it. It was yeah. it was but again insane. it was so weird hearing Latin in the main in the huge yeah. room like yeah. fuck this sounds. Yeah. Am I doing this right? You know, I'm like, yeah, am I doing it? It's just because uh, you had a performance that night too, right? Yeah, we had, uh, we had we had yeah. and yeah. Um, you know, the certain people he's he's still an unfamiliar name, but for and the people that actually listen to that music, they they yeah. fuck. He's like the OG in the in yeah. the in the. You know, we also have playing skills. You know, shout out to playing skills as mm-hmm. well. You know, mm-hmm. those are the homies, and you know they they killed their set as well. And but are yeah, you, do people outside of Vegas know about your parties and know what you guys are doing here in the city? Like the other like. Like oh. le- like other DJs like Latin DJs I mean, scattered in the, in the well, as a DJ I have um, a lot of people know me because uh, I have my own podcast and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like I network a lot with a lot of DJs and you know there's a lot of Latin parties they know about me. But as far but is, as is the is the is the notoriety of what you guys are doing here is it spreading out when people so. are coming into I, town? I, I, I think so, but it's it's starting to spread out. Yeah, you know it, it's, it's definitely not too consistent yeah, it's, every it's, week. Yeah, you it's, know? it's not there. You know the clubs aren't comfortable enough to feel like they're doing this party every week. Like to say Latin Sundays is was, is biweekly, you know, and so is you know our new event at at um our, we do Saturdays over at Marquee in their boombox room. It's biweekly. Like people feel like so we you're doing need. The, you're doing the side room at Marquee. Yeah, yeah that, that was a big moment for us because we I haven't been able to land. Have you uh, ever seen? Have you ever never? Have you ever experienced that ever? No. Nah. Them having putting a, a Latin night. No, nah, not at all. A Latin room no. on a Saturday. Yeah, at Marquee. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. And it's bro. called uh, Equis, right? Yeah, Equis. Yeah. Yeah. You said it's every every Saturday, right? Yeah, bi weekly. Yeah, bi weekly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You guys are horrible, like uh, explaining shit about what you guys are doing. <laughs> no, <Nah, laughs> I mean, I, I, like I said, honestly, it's just so much shit, man. It's um. I mean, obviously we work for it, but it's it's so much shit coming in at once. It felt like um, it was the Unwell. When we kicked off this year, we did Unwell at Light. Mm-hmm. And that was another one of those events that um, we had very limited amount of time to, to have a good turnout. And um, I didn't you know, go to that party, but I heard it was crazy. I yeah, was, crazy. I was there. yeah, it yeah. was, it was um, you know, we, we, we had it set for to do it at Dre's and you know, due to some complications with, you know, with whatever, you know, with the artist, you know, like we mentioned earlier, you know, he had a federal charge, mm-hmm. you know, so that, you know, compliance pulled the show. Yeah. And, you Wait, know. Wait, so Anuel has, he actually went to jail, obviously. He went yeah. to prison, yeah. yeah. So For then a gun charge. They had to pull the show because yeah, they, of his, his they, they, charges. Like four days pulled, before. Bro, my, my, my heart dropped <sighs> when I got that call. Um, Was it Cromwell or what is no, it? No, at the Cromwell, yeah. The Cromwell denied yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, because so, Dre's is in the Cromwell Hotel. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't up, It wasn't on Dre's at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. So the Crom, the the, the hotel, yeah. Yeah. the hotel was like, yo, we don't it want was him. The and gaming control board was Caesars, know, right? Yeah, Caesars. Yeah, they pulled it, and you know, my heart dropped because so I was, it was just four like, days before the event. It was it was two days before the event. Two days. So yeah, so two days. Like we never had more than two weeks to promote an yeah, event if, ever, it's stupid and we've done pretty well. I mean, we've we've never done more than two weeks. Yeah, so like light. Thank God, John Petty. You know, shout to John Petty. Yeah, John Petty. Yeah. You know, came through in the clutch, and him and Angelo, and um, you know, we we made it work because he had he had performed at Cali Bash, 
So he got compliance with MGM. That's this is my guess because he got you know it's an MGM property, T-Mobile Arena. So we figured it might be easy to go to an MGM property, which Mandalay Bay is. So you know we're so like so then okay. we moved it to light. So we moved it to light, and we're like you know should we still do this show? And light's a big club too. Yeah. So yeah. we're like yo, should we yeah, still do this club. fucking show? Like it, we only got two fucking days. Like. Like and it's gonna be hard to tell those people we have been promoting to that it's in a new location now. Yeah. So you were like, you know what, fuck it, let's just run it. And I mean, like just like Neville, you said that you know you heard about the party. It was, uh, you know, we clicked over eighteen hundred people in there. It's dope. You know, yeah. and it's crazy. I yeah. think that again, that event gave us another accolade where it's kind of like shit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. like, you can't believe like Anwell. Who the fuck is this guy? You know, honestly, like I don't think John expected that much of a turnout either. Right. You know, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to speak and for the, John. And then, Petty, then the word gets out, and then obviously you get an opportunity to work with K- at Chaos now, right? Yeah. yeah. So you know, we did um, for Me- uh, for Latin Grammys, we did uh, Ozuna at Dre's, you know, and Farruko too, and Farruko as well. And you know, Ozuna that event was insane, and you know. So you guys are going to be doing all these events at Chaos now. Yeah, so essentially we're like the only ones in the city that have worked with all these artists that they booked over there. Right. You know, like well outside of J Balvin, you know, but you know, we've done Bad Bunny like you know, like I said, we've done Ozuna and because we're the only ones like we're the only ones really pushing the Latin wave out here. I'm not right. and I mean at this level. I don't mean yeah, there's yeah, there's definitely. some other great Latin nights, some other great Latin promoters and even some quality Latin DJs, but we're the ones that, you know, are mainstreaming it in the nightlife out here you know you guys so are pushing the envelope yeah, yeah yeah so because it's us you know it was it was really cool to get the you know to have you know shout out to you know henry martinez you know they picked him up over there and that was a great pickup for them because he's been an, an integral part to book to booking latin artists mm-hmm. at at the palms and so what's coming up over there um so over there, in terms of you know, they have the residencies with Bad Bunny. So what's the uh, hey, so what are you guys gonna do? Latin Grammys is coming up this month in April. No, right? no, no that's uh, Latin billboards. billboards. Latin billboards. Yeah, so yeah. Latin billboards. Um, what we have coming up, we have Nani Natasha. Uh, it's confirmed at light on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's gonna kick off the week. Latin Grammys. I mean, Latin billboards. So you know, starts on Monday, the uh, April in April twenty second, and it ends after the show. On the actual awards on Thursday, mm-hmm. but you know people stick around for the whole weekend and everything. Right, right, so right. you know we're doing Wednesday, Naughty Natasha, um, at light, and then um, uh, the first show I, I think we're doing with Chaos is it's Bad Bunny. They have Bad Bunny the twenty fifth. Um, they have um, J Balvin the twenty sixth the following day. Wow. Uh, then Damn. we're you know we're working on a special guest at, at Marquee that Saturday, and then Sunday they have Ozuna at the pool. Wow! Yeah, chaos at the chaos pool. Yeah, so it's that's probably going to be the most stressful week I have yeah. as a promoter. But you know, it's crazy. It's a know. lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot going. That's a good lineup, bro. That's a stack. It's a lot. It's, it's stacked. It's like fucking five, yeah. six days of shit. Yeah. 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 I think that, like you said, crooked. Like maybe like they are starting to grow outside of the city and they have a strong name. I feel like people know coming in that if they want to do something in the Latin community and the Latin industry, it has to go through you guys. Yeah, That's I'm, the vibe I get from uh, outside looking I mean, at it. Gatekeepers. Which is smart because you guys know that lane. Yeah, I mean, so when I started Maven Entertainment over a year ago, it's, you know, honestly, like, I, I started, I thought about it, I was, you know what, I want to be a, a, a booking, a DJ booking company. I want to get my DJs booked in nightclubs. I felt like my relationships when I started it over a year ago that were strong enough to get these guys whatever gig they wanted, you know. But anyway, right when I started the company, you know, reality hit me in the face. You know, it's not that easy, you know, politics and, you know, uh, 
it's, it's just hard, you know. I, I didn't, my relationships didn't end up being as strong as I thought. So I, I approached it, I was just like, okay, what is it, what do we bring to the table that no one else does, you know? Like, um, what is it, you know, just like we spoke about in the beginning, the, the promoter-DJ relationship. You know, like I said, I uh, you know it has backfired with certain gigs, but you know it's like a package. It's mm -hmm. like you know if you yeah. book one of my guys, you get you get me too, and you right. know, vice versa. Yeah. Hey, you want to book DJ Exile, who's killing it? Mm -hmm. I'll be involved as well. You know, and it's one of those things where um, I, I essentially <coughs> said, you know what, Latin's blowing up, so I feel like this is my this is my avenue to to relevancy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. like I'm, I'm going to use Latin music and how good we're doing at it right now. To um to establish ourselves in the industry and you know unfortunately we have you know like I'm I'm happy hearing like 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 I said all the time that you're that you're blown away by our events and all these you know the good word that people are like yo on well was crazy like it's it's just a testament to you know you know what we've established and I'm happy. Um, is there anything else we want to touch on? <laughs> well, I had a question for, for you guys. Uh, what do you guys think of like, when you guys hear Latin? Like, what do you guys think of? I mean, I know you I know you love it, but what do you think about as far as like? Like music-wise, like your personal taste on it, like, what uh, do you think it's here to stay, and and do you think it's club format? No, I think like, it's important that the, the I think there's a lot of eyes and ears on on the music right now. Yeah. So I think it's it's important that the artists, the DJs, and everyone who's involved really continue to yeah. push it forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I'm not saying like it can be it's it's a wave or anything. I I definitely think. You know the latin market is being recognized just like yeah. you know like obviously like the black panther movie yeah right no one thought that a black superhero with an all-black cast could be a successful movie yeah. yeah and it's it's things like that that prove to the to the masses that and more importantly to the movie studios the people who are distributing you know all the content it's just basically letting them know that there's a market there yeah. and that's basically what you guys are doing which is important in vegas yeah. is you're letting uh you're letting the nightclubs and the the powers that be understand that yo there is a huge market out there yeah. and you know and it's it's great that you guys are leading the mm -hmm. way for that but it's really on Appreciate the artists it. to continue to yeah. make the music and keep the music going and to keep pushing it forward and yeah, and doing what it well, is. I mean, yeah. I think well, I'm biased because I'm Latino, so yeah, I think it's gonna yeah. be here forever. What about you? What are you two? What are you two? Like, what do you guys think? The DJs, um, like, your guys perspective. My bad. No, it's like. Oh, you guys perspective. I like it. I play it all the time. Like, yeah. I'm a hip hop DJ, yeah. so sometimes you really can't play four hours of hip hop, so you got to mix in something else. Yeah. So like reggaeton, like Latin music, is like the perfect music to mix it in with. Yeah. And you won't lose the crowd. The crowd loves it as well. Okay. So, yeah. I think it's here to stay. Yeah, okay. By the way, your Latin set on Wednesday was yeah, pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey, I mean, I, I, I remember my, my wife lost her <laughs> shit when you dropped <laughs> yeah. uh, Selena. It was yeah. uh, ASAP Ferg. Yeah, and I like your dance hall too. It's dope, man. I'm a big dance oh, hall fan. So, yeah. when you dropped, yeah. like, you, you, you dropped two. I forgot two songs, and then you went to Tebote, and I was like, oh shit, we're losing our shit. Then you dropped Selena. My, my, me and my wife we were just going crazy. We were sober as fuck. <laughs> we were sober. It was after the Travis Scott concert, but we were still. Bro, it's dope. I was like, "What? No, he did. He dropped Selena. Like, that's like left field. That's really left. That's cumbia. You know, yeah. that's that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. No, I think it's here to stay. I think it's a lot like hip hop, where the artists that, as long as they keep making hits, yeah. that's what's important. Is like keeping the genre genre relevant. Like gotcha. I feel like in early two thousands, those artists, like you said, Pitbull was, was a rapper. He did Latin, but then he kind of went in and did some top forty, some pop. As long as the artists keep doing it, and then even the Latin artists that aren't doing 
Ladner still like like six nine. He has a Latin record. Yeah. Cardi B has a Latin record. They're, they're both Latin, so like they're very popular, and their popularity goes into the Latin culture too gotcha. with their following. So I think as long as like there's consistent records that we can play, then it's gonna it's gonna stay around. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I don't see it going anywhere anytime cool. soon. All right. Yeah. Because a lot of insights good to know mm-hmm. like different DJs mice because this is the road podcast you know I, mean, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's everyone's pretty much playing Latin and reggaeton right now yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. even if it's even 15 to 20 minutes out of the set or if even it's a, a couple songs throughout the night but there's, you know there's I mean? times where I don't hear a headliner play one Latin song at all and it yeah. sucks yeah it's a shame you know, it's, it's sometimes yeah. it's mostly the opener and closers because you know obviously when the closers come on they want to play all the shit the the headliner didn't play, and they just go straight into Latin. Well, like, I've noticed that with a hip hop crowd, like a, a mainly like a hip hop, like like a trap crowd, mm-hmm. they're not open to Latin music at all. Oh. And I would say that's bad bunny. No, not at all either. No, nah, I mean they, I don't think they're open to Latin at all. At all, at all. No, nah. anything, nothing. Yeah, Spanish. yeah. I think it's like when I, I I don't even venture into that shit. Like if I'm like for example, if I'm, if I'm DJing like a. Like if I'm doing like maybe like a Rick Ross performance at a club, yeah, I'm, I can I know I can't get into yeah. any type of fucking Latin music. Really? Yeah, yeah. I always felt like Debote like always always worked in that crowd. I mean, I could maybe, be wrong, but, but it's, it's one like, of those things where I just, just I'm just like, yo, you know what? It. Like, yeah, kind of like I could go into it, but I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. if I'm doing like an all hip hop party, I might yeah. stay away from the Latin. But music. it's a, it's definitely like a trap party. Like if it's yeah, exactly yeah. Like so, if it's hip hop, more the trap side of the hip hop. I think Latin crosses over to like a mixed room more, like oh, a okay. more like definitely, a, yeah. yeah. So, it, what, gotcha. what kind of artists do you think would be having to perform for you to touch Latin, even if it's a hip hop? I mean, artist? I know I think there's a, there's a, a wide variety. Right. I just think like there's certain art uh, hip hop performance that attract like a certain trap crowd that just that maybe just. Yeah aren't in they don't want to hear the latin or they don't know any of the songs so it doesn't translate well, gotcha and i, I don't it, and i don't really want to play like uh like old like obvious latin shit sometimes yeah. you know what i mean that's but i mean yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean that always works bro yeah. that works that's that works that that'll probably that's work a, with a rick like ross a, crowd yeah, I'll work yeah. With a rick ross crowd. if you yeah. got a cardi b performing or like a g easy like certain artists, you can I think any artist is fine. You can play Latin, right? yeah. I think it just can't artist. be like a future or a Rick Ross, yeah. I guess, right? Like, like a future, like a definitely I'm curious, like in the down south, and like the, yeah. I don't think they're like you know. I'm wondering what, like, what they're playing, like, what's the Latin movement down there? You know what I mean? In the in the south, I would, like more like ATL or something. Like, is there a Latin movement there? Like, I, I don't there's know. a lot of Mexicans down there, yeah, but I don't know if they're doing that. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't know about ATL, but for sure, Houston and. Dallas and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah, but the Bamas and the Georgias and the the yeah. Tennessees. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. No, I, don't I don't know, know man. No, that's what I'm saying. When you have yeah. that kind of like crowd, when you have that kind of like uh, like crowd, mm-hmm. it's not it's not. I crossing think New over. Orleans, you could probably get away with it. Well, yeah. one thing uh, we we have we have a black we have a black friend. <laughs> uh-huh. She comes with us all the time. She goes, I love Bad Bunny. I'm like, and I asked her, I was like, because I'm in, I want to know the insights. Why do you like him? She goes, he sounds just like us. Like it's just, it's a hip, it's a trap beat, and he's got the same uh, not the Migos flow, but he's got the same trap flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what yeah. the fuck he's saying, but the it's dope. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's what's like funny? his cadence. Yeah. Like, I always yeah. compared I always compare Latin to it's kind of like when people like, well, you don't understand it. It's like, why do you listen to it? It's kind of like, well, you don't understand half the shit you. 
Young Thug saying, but I mean, you still like his shit anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, it doesn't it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with, you know, obviously presence and flow. You know? How it makes you feel. And the beat. Yeah. Yeah. The tone of and voice, the, beat. yeah. the beats, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, how it's produced. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you call it? I just want to uh, touch on, actually, you know, we're all from the, you guys are all from the West Coast. Well, uh, everyone, everyone being from the West Coast yeah. and yes. stuff like that. I wanted to do like a, you know, just had like huge loss in LA and, you, and uh, with a Nipsey Hustle yes. this weekend. And, uh, Sad. And uh, as you know, me and Neville, we're from New York, but I, I got to be honest, like I've never been into his music, but there was, uh, I really respected, uh, you know, Nipsey Hustle for like, mm-hmm. Entrepreneur. like, well, just, I, I guess as I, I really respected the man, yes. of, you know, like. I really celebrated the man, and I didn't really celebrate the artist as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, it's, I don't know, man. I don't know if there's many artists that I could celebrate for who they are. You know, like... And on, like, on the personal side. On a personal yeah. level. And yeah, I don't yeah, even know him personally, yeah. but yeah. I'm saying, but what he stood for, I thought... He what was, he was doing. I yeah, thought yeah. he was extremely authentic, genuine, and he was always giving back to the community. Yeah. yeah. And every mm-hmm. time, like, even though I wasn't into his music, every time I saw him speak... You know what I'm saying? Well, I saw an interview. I did listen to it because I knew that motherfucker. He it was actually a really intelligent dude yeah. mm-hmm. and a great businessman. And uh, yeah. and you know, I, I you know, you guys from LA, you guys can maybe speak on him more. Uh, Nipsey Hustle, and I think a lot of East Coast motherfuckers really don't know the weight nah. of this of this of this dude, and they just yeah. you know what I'm saying. But he really represented LA. But you guys can touch on it more, like yeah. uh, about his music because. I don't know, like, a, give a fair representation of what, who he represented, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I think it's tough for a lot of people that aren't from L.A. because he didn't, he never had, like, that radio commercial success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His, ses- his success was very <coughs> L.A.-based, but I think where people recognized him globally or just nationally was just the businessman that he was. From owning his own masters to owning businesses to having his own record label to having all these things but he came up in like the mixtape scene yeah right? he came up yeah, in the yeah, mixtape yeah. scene in the early 2000s I mean he's right? like a dude 2000s. that definitely he like he came from nothing number one yeah, right yeah. he was selling but he never came up off of anybody no he literally no. built his own following like he didn't have any kind of like cosigns nothing. from like anybody no. on the west coast I think his first cosign was probably like the, the game. game oh yeah the game yeah. Him on he tour, was right? on uh, mm-hmm. yeah he was on one of those tours and I that's where I found out about him. Yeah. That's when you found out about Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. He was an opener for games. So was Nipsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dom Kenny's part of that wave as yeah, well. Yeah, Dom but he, for sure. So he would sell his mixtapes on that corner where he had that store at where he mm-hmm. got Crenshaw and Slauson. Yeah, and then he ended up buying half of that shopping center. Mm-hmm. So Which is the, the marathon the whole, store. The marathon yeah. store. Yeah. He bought a whole shopping center? The whole yeah, yeah. I think yeah. what I know, I think he, from the research I did, it was only part of it, like half of it. Mm-hmm. But just that half... I mean, he had he had the marathon store where he had all his mixtapes and his clothing mm-hmm. line, and then next to it there was like a like a living supply store yeah, where mm-hmm. you could just buy like basic t shirts and yeah. shit like that. And a then barbershop. and then he opened up a yeah. barbershop after his boy named Steve that passed away. Mm-hmm. So he was. Is just that where the J Rock video was? Uh, I can't recall. With that the was. King's Dead video, didn't they shoot it in the barbershop? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's the exact barbershop, but he was opening. He was going to open a restaurant, like a seafood. Yeah, joint seafood at restaurant that plaza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and a Creole restaurant. The Creole, well, the yeah. Creole seafood. And he yeah. was building housing actually on top of. That's, the, that's what I'm thinking. He bought the yeah. whole plaza. Yeah, he was, he was going to build houses housing. on top of that. Yeah. 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 So he was always a buyer's community, and uh, my brother went to a Crenshaw District High School, and I think uh, before my brother got there, he had given out the Crenshaw 
hoodies in that colorway of that school. And I think it was for that like Christmas or whatever. Because I remember I picked mm-hmm. up my brother from school, and all those kids were wearing that that same hoodie. But it's that it's that iconic Crenshaw like script yeah. logo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. his first video. It comes yes. from Crenshaw High School. That's like yeah. their their signature the like logo. Yeah, the Crenshaw Cougars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So uh, he was very in like in the community. He gave back to uh, I think it was Fifty Fourth Street Elementary School where he kind of redesigned the, the basketball court, made it more vivid, hired um, a local artist to paint it, and put, like, you know, words to live by, like, principles, basically, honor, like, be honor, respectful, loyal, and shit like that, just to keep that going, because that's the streets that made what it. What is this creative studio he opened or something like that? It's called uh, STEM. It was Vector 90. Vector 90. And it's, uh, it teaches people about STEM, which is, like, coding, and just prepare mm. people to go to Silicon Valley, yeah, it stands for science, technology, engineering, and math. Yeah. So, like that program, pretty much, um, it's like a way for them to like and in, get enhanced in those areas, right? To be prepared to go to school and like mm-hmm. do things in Silicon Valley. Yeah. So that opened up in February 15, a day before his album Victory Lap, oh, uh, was uh, released last year. Yeah. And he met that dude that the one he partnered up with. His name is Dave Gross. He met him sitting at a course site at the Laker game. Yeah. And he just so happened to connect. And he's like, yo, I have this idea. Come by next uh, the next day. And that's where it started from. Yeah. yeah. So he was really putting in putting in work and building, like, going in and, and trying to really better the neighborhoods and yeah. the community. Oh, yeah. He I recycled mean, all the build money. Build the property there, yeah. value up and yeah. everything like that. Like, he was all about reinvesting into the community. I know we've touched on it a lot of different times about – there isn't like black grocery stores or there isn't certain things, but he was definitely one of those guys that was pushing the envelope into He was one of the only guys. Yeah, right? yeah, really. Yeah. Pretty it's much that. the only, like reinvesting into the community. And he never asked, like it never seemed like he kissed anyone's ass nah. or like asked He really for shit. did it. He his really own just way. did his shit. Yeah. 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 Like, Even with the uh, the Crenshaw mixtape that he yeah. was selling for $100, people thought yeah. he was crazy. And Jay Z bought ten thousand dollars worth yeah, of that shit. He put like a yeah, hundred. Really? He put a yeah. hundred of them. Yeah. Wait, can, can I ask why he was selling for a hundred to give back to the community? No, or was to it for? value yourself as an artist because everything he did was independent. Yeah, and oh. he felt like uh, artists were getting like taking their money away from because of the record label. Hundred dollars, right? And then the, the follow up CD, he was selling for a thousand. No yeah. way. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how well that yeah, one did, but I know Jay Z bought a hundred. He of bought that. It the the first one, the Crenshaw one, for hundred bucks. bucks. But yeah, the wow. one was a thousand. I know that. Yeah, so he owns all his masters. So if you guys want, to just stream all his music because all that shit's going back to his family. All that money's going back to his family, shit. and he was um, and all that and all that marathon clothing. If y'all want to support that shit, yeah, yeah, there's a and website then, to that, yeah. and then um, that Crenshaw shit looks dope though. I ain't gonna lie. No, the, yeah, the, yeah mm-hmm. it's it's it. I mean, he did it in every color. And you know, dude, I, I try to listen to his album Victory Lap uh-huh. again. I can't. I mean, can't get into it. Yeah, same here. I, I'm, I like. Him as, I, I was never a big fan. You know, I came in here when, when uh, last, last time, time I that I checked, I came in here hot with that shit, Yo. and I love that record. And what is this about? Uh, is it my East Coast ears or something? What is it? I, Possibly, I, it could no, be that man. I think it's just I don't know. I, like I, I was telling Cricket, I really I, wanted to like it too. Like the culture of LA is just I don't know. It's different. From what you're used to, and it has to do with the car scene, and it has to do with just I don't yeah. think it's that, that though, man. Because no, riding around, but look that, at no, me, look at Snoop, shirt. look at Snoop, he has yeah. that same like West Coast feel. But we love know. Snoop, but yeah. for some reason, Nipsey, it was just like, I mean, it's my, different to me, my, to me, his best body of work was the Crenshaw mixtape. 
I think it was what twenty thirteen. I think Victor Lab was man. That Crenshaw mixtape yeah, was amazing. Was pretty good. Yeah, from beginning to end, it was. Great. Do you think he got robbed for Grammy? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, I think so. You think that Cardi deserved that Grammy? I you didn't say I, that before. No, I didn't. But <laughs> now you say it. We got we got proof. <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 no. Now you saying it differently. No, no, yeah. I thought Cardi was gonna win, but I, you know, Victory Lap was right there with it. You just said that was the, but you said. He was doing a year in album. You said Cardi yeah, had the best album. Yeah, but I had to album. go with the. I mean, now, I had to go now with he's Cardi. changed his tune. The one one of the things <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that that like at first I was sad, but then I became really angry because to me it represented a lot of the reasons why I moved from LA. Is that when you when you sustain any kind of success, you just have so many haters. And I don't know if it's that. I know it's that way everywhere, but for for some yeah. reason in LA, man, it's just. Can you get more details bad. on that? I mean, Can you explain yeah, that? Yeah, explain yeah that, man. Please. Like. Because we, we later found out, and actually you had this information last night. I know. Yeah. You broke but, it to us. <laughs> but, the, but the news broke this morning that it was someone that he knew. Yeah, yeah. from his own and circle. Really? Yeah, it was someone from, from his, his own, own circle. Saint, from his own Is gang. that the government? Yeah. But he's, no, no, D no, no. is tied in. Tied in yeah, with, we don't want to yeah. say how T, D knew, but D knew. Yo, but <laughs> four <laughs> hours after the shooting. Uh, don't say nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's from Rolling 60s, which is a huge yeah, crib gang yeah, in L.A. Yeah. Rich Allegedly, the guy that pulled the trigger um, is from that same set. Mm. So there's a level of jealousy and envy that was already there for God knows how long and built up to this point where this man felt the need to take his life, yeah. which is insane. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to blame it on gang culture, but I think that something like this, I don't know if it would have happened anywhere else. It and that like, kind of bothers me. It do you think it had to do with that? Um, with today, he's supposed to have a, um, a summit with the LAPD about yeah, gang violence. and Rock Nation. I didn't know that. Do you think yeah, that has? Well, I'm just gonna ask you. You think yeah. that has something to do with it? I mean, people had a lot of theories know. about the doctor. Uh, so Doctor yeah, CB, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't about the documentary about the guy who cured AIDS yeah. or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't ever want to compare Nipsey to any other rappers because I think his his journey was so different yeah. just from how he came up and like how he doesn't hasn't had radio success. But I don't see someone like a Jay Z having to worry about something like this in New York. To where someone would just walk up to him and just just well, take Jay -Z his life. Jay Z won't be by himself. Jay Z yeah. needs security. But I feel like he was just like Jay Z is championed enough by the people to where he gets a pass. I mean, yeah, he got shot in your respect. own hood. Like Jay Z getting spot, shot yeah. at Marcy. The Jay Z That'd won't be, be at Marcy. Like, I don't see that happening. Like I don't security. see that happening. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, but this is important to talk about and actually to discuss because Nipsey was hanging outside of his store. Yeah. Yes. He didn't have security. Mm -hmm. He's with his boys. He's with his peoples. The, yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you hit a certain level of fame and you're hanging out, I guess, in your old neighborhood, I think you need security. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, if we've seen anything that happened, like what happened to XXX, who was yeah. moving almost very similar to him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just moving around with almost no security. But yeah. X mm -hmm. talked a lot of smack, though. Yeah, Nipsey was championed by the people, and that's the least thing you expect. Yeah. Getting gunned down at your That's why I just think it's weird that someone in this camp. It's jealousy. Uh, I think it's jealousy. Just to do that out of jealousy, there's got to be something deeper yeah, than man. that. Yes, yeah, yeah. uh, I 100% think it's something deeper. Like where he got cut out of something, or you know what I'm saying? I just think of it in the sense of like like a Muhammad Ali, man. Like he's just good everywhere. Like, you know what I'm saying? Muhammad yeah. Ali could yeah, just walk down the streets, he could like be with the. The higher but up don't you think that's a little? It's a little irresponsible for him not to have 
a security think, detail like that. I think nah, maybe I he might have. I think he might have felt safer in his own neighborhood yeah, than he did you're the out somewhere champ. else. You don't feel yeah. like and he wasn't betray that big of an artist to need security. No, but but dude, he was just in GQ. Like that's pretty fucking what big. Is girl, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Saint Lauren London. He was, he was no, he was on the verge of like really blowing like up. Like in the last six months, in the last year, his his the his the momentum he built in the last year has been crazy. Yeah. I mean, so he was. Do you think like like a Meek Mill would need security in Philly? Funny enough, he has a yeah. collab album think coming so. up think with Meek so, Mill. Yeah. Yeah. I just would think he would just be championed by nah, his people. Nah, you know just I mean? because even like there were instances where Beanie Siegel was like talking shit about yeah. Meek Mill, and there was all this inner shit going on, and you yeah. know, in Philly and stuff like that. Uh, also, his last tweet was kind of the craziest shit. Yeah. He tweeted, uh, "Having strong enemies is a blessing." About an hour right before he got gunned down. Fucking crazy. So it's, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it kind of. I don't know if he felt some shit or. It's a shame. But even then, you'd think he'd have security if, if, right. if he felt the need to. Like Kendrick has security. J- fucking he, J. Yeah. Cole has but security. Kendrick is. they like bigger stars. Yeah, they need security. Than, than right? Yeah, but Nipsey's J- still the people. Like, I, I can't stress that enough. He's in his own neighborhood where he put people on. He hired local artists to work at those stores for he can support them. You. Like it's kind of hard to believe he's gonna get gunned down. It's kind of comfortable. I'm yeah, that my, was the last. I'm in my I neighborhood. Imagine. I like, just think like J Cole has security. You know yeah. what I'm saying? J Cole's a big artist, bro. Like bigger. But J Cole yeah. well, is to me like almost like a people's champ as I, well. I, I, still, don't know, I don't know. Like J Cole has like, and uh, J Cole doesn't even represent like the gang. Yeah, it's not even affiliated to gang but shit like Nipsey. <coughs> everybody know J Cole. Not everybody know Nipsey because there's yeah. people like who's Nipsey. Hustle yeah, bro, I was shocked by that. The comments, like, who's this? I'm like, yeah, what? exactly, man. Like it's yeah. ri- it's Trolls. like rival gangs that wouldn't even do that to Nipsey. Yeah, I heard yeah. the, yeah. the blood, like that. Put yeah. on they had passes, bro. He had passes. I mean, he hung out with YG. Well, you know, game, yeah, man. Game, like, and you're in your own neighborhood. Like that's what you And I would never put it on LA, but it just makes me think, like if this would have happened elsewhere. And I was watching the. Like a clip on Instagram where uh, Lil Boosie was saying like most artists in that situation would end up getting killed in their own hood. Most rappers, mm-hmm. yeah. because it's because there's haters there. When you go somewhere else, no one knows you and they don't have a connection. Yeah, to I you, saw that so clip. It's not, I saw that know. clip too, but it didn't make sense towards the end. Where I can't get money from him, I can't get anything from him, so I might as well just get rid of him because so he's out of the way. But I don't. That didn't really make sense to me. You know what I mean? When he was talking, speaking about people like locally, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. What when towards the end of what Boozy said, it didn't yeah. make sense to me because yeah. I don't know. I don't. But then again, I don't understand that level of hate. Where and I don't either. And that's the. It's I'm, so the I'm only troubled. the only way you can get that level of hate that I can imagine is if you were cut out of a deal. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or if you were down, if you were down with the camp from the beginning. You fucked up on your job and they got rid of you mm-hmm. or they may have let you go or they may yeah. have taken responsibilities from you or they may have uh maybe they cut you out of a deal that's the only thing that i can think of that would you yeah. know that would maybe develop into something like this other than something personal like yeah him smashing his girl or his right. baby mom's on the side but it seems like from like the the like vague clips that we've seen yeah, like yeah, yeah. the dude kind of walked up so it wasn't like a enemy that they're like oh shit like Right. We gotta, yeah. we gotta, we gotta like make moves because this dude is here. Like it might have been someone that they knew, and they just they thought it was all good almost. Yeah, and then in the clip that we just uh, saw right before we start recording, the dude walks up, he shoots, he runs back, and then he this runs is like security footage. Security right? footage, yeah, yeah, more clear than the first one. So he runs up, he shoots him, he guns him down. You can see Nipsey still moving. He runs back, he shoots him more, and then at the end he like he like 
like really like field goal kicks his head and then he runs off so it's really you can tell it's, it's fucking more, personal yeah personal like like anger still even after you shoot somebody we're gonna go and field goal kick his head like you don't anger. do that shit. Yeah, that's, that's some anger, anger shit, shit. And it's yeah. some jealousy shit. And even coming... But that, but that dude who shot him, right? Yes. He's got to know. He's got the whole city looking for him. Oh, no, for so sure. So for him to risk that, what would it take for him to risk basically his life yeah. just to take the life of Nipsey Hussle? Yeah. That's the big question. I think, there's something, I think there's a bigger piece that we don't know yeah. about. The craziest thing is like he shot him and then... He was going to kill him because he shot him, shot him, ran, runs back, and then still comes back, shoots him again, up close, still kicks him in the head. So he came back. He came to do the job. It wasn't like, let me just shoot him up. No, he shot him five times in the chest and one in the head. Jesus. So yeah. it was like a professional hit. No, it wasn't a professional hit. It was just the was, intent. Was, yeah, the intent was, was there. The, the malice was there. But, yeah, I mean, never like you're right that typically a professional hit would be like a body shot and then – a headshot when once they're down, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Makes sense. That's yeah. what I'm, yeah. So, I don't know, man. I, I know, like, gang culture is real, and maybe this is a little more in your face with the gang culture than people are used to, but I think he was such on an upward positive path. The for it to happen now is the only thing that sparked something in me to think it was a little bit deeper because I feel like he might have been a man of integrity and he looks like he did right by people. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I've never heard anyone say th- anything bad about him. And who know who knows what goes on behind those doors with, your, with like the people like that are your peers in those gangs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I just feel like, I mean, he was so positive, man, giving him back to the community, owning his own shit, like doing all these positive things mm-hmm. for him to go out when he hadn't even reached his full potential is kind of kind of crazy. All right, anyways, uh, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle, man. You know, yeah, uh, terrible yeah. and huge loss. Condolences. Uh, but uh, Exile, DJ Exile, the Jedi. And, uh, <laughs> Jedi. Uh, Don't forget the Jedi. Don't forget the Jedi. And yeah, Jason and Jason Maven, thanks for coming through. Oh, by the way, man, we appreciate you bringing uh, your vegan tacos, bro. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, Poncho's exactly. vegan tacos. Poncho's yes. vegan tacos, yo. Yes, is that the at? That's the Instagram. Uh, yeah. Or you can follow the food truck at Poncho's Vegan Tacos Mobile. The shit was the shit was really good. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you really use good. like you use Impossible Burger, you use Beyond Burger, yeah, use all of that. Full menu burrito, to, tostadas, tamales, everything. You guys got? You have like three locations. What yes, sir. Uh, Pecos and Tropicana, uh, Anthem, and Spring Mountain, and Fort Apache. You got a food truck and a food truck in North Centennial and Simmons. Yes, sir. And a food truck. Vegas area, holla at me. Is the food truck going to be at Chaos? Um, <laughs> <laughs> right in the front of Palms? I, I can't tell. That's, that's, not, a, that's not an NDA. Yo, fam, Dude, that would be amazing. Yo, Into the if night? The food truck was in front <laughs> of the Palms. Oh, yeah. man. Park in front of even Sonics? Woo, what, made you, what made you guys want to do the vegan tacos? Um, My my brother, is he's 100% vegan. Mm-hmm. And I just, um, he's family. We just we just did it. And a lot of health conscious stuff, you know. Yeah. Again, a big thing about the government, you know, a lot of stuff in our food. That's, you got to research what's, what's in our food, for real. Yeah. Right. A lot of stuff in our food. So, mm-hmm. you know. That's why we became more health conscious. Yeah, that food is fire, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. That's for that. Uh, Where can they find you on Instagram? Uh, You can find me at DJ Exile. D-J-E-X-I-L-E. And Jason, Uh, yours is? uh, uh, At maven.jason. Yeah. And at maven.lv. You know, Maven Entertainment. Las Vegas, you know, we do. Yeah. get ready for the Billboard Latino Awards. And thank you, guys. And uh, by the way, I got to plug in our uh, YouTube 
channel. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have been launching our YouTube channel and we have been <laughs> not telling y'all about it. No, nah, we've been we've been <laughs> working really hard to get these full videos up every Friday. So if you guys have been noticing that the podcast new episodes, the audio's been up every Wednesday. The the video, the full video for all of these episodes are up every Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh we've been a little late thanks to P Dot. Shout out to P Dot for being Shouts late. Shout out to P Dot for being late. That's right, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Three weeks in a row. This is the fourth week we're going to be up. We're going to try to get this one on we'll get on schedule. Um, but yeah, check us every Friday at youtube.com slash road podcast. I mean, which on video are we going to have up this Friday? We're going to have these motherfuckers yeah, up on yeah, this Friday. These, these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So, and make sure you nice. uh, like, subscribe, comment, and hit the little bell for notification when the videos upload right away. Yeah, okay. don't sleep on the YouTube. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be up. Giveaways are coming soon. I'm just playing. And, <laughs> and also twice, I think once a month or twice a month, we're going to try to attempt to put up a throwback episode on youtube so on monday i think what we have coming up is conflict yes so conf- the full video of conflict is also going to be up on a monday and we're going to announce it yes. uh so we'll uh check us out on youtube check us out on spotify instagram App- instagram <coughs> well all that shit apple Podcasts. Yeah. jamie shut shut up man come <laughs> on go do this shit go 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 <laughs> and then then soundcloud yeah. all right we're out thank you <laughs> hey yo big shout out to dj city thank you shout out to dj city use the promo code